Pizza MCU Complete Me, the show where we consume content produced by the Walt Disney Company and decide if it gives meaning to our lives. I'm your host, Crystal, and with me as always is Luke. You had me at hey. You used to change up the first word you said more. It's been hey for the past several. I mean, maybe I should say hello. Yeah, you know. Like, hello, Zoe, our special guest. Hey! hey what's up? We got a professional comics critic on this time. Fuck, I am, aren't God damn it. You are. Yeah, you have been paid money. Multiple times, yeah, yeah. shit. What are, what are some websites people might know you from? Um, I write for Comics XF, uh, formerly Xavier Files. Comic book um, resource, probably, like Ain't It Cool No, News. I absolutely, f- no, I do not. Well, if, CBR, if you want to pay me. Um... <laughs> Um, no, but I write for Comics XF, um, Comic Book Herald, um, uh, Comfort Food Comics, um... You know you gotta get them all now, cause you'll offend Yeah, cause I'll feel bad if I leave anyone out. Shelf Dust. Have you written for um, Women Write About Comics? Yeah, and Women Write About Comics, which is where I was first published. Yeah, ah, and you forgot them. I did. You I also stepped I'm on like, them on your way to stardom. I'm very good friends with the editor-in-chief of that website, so she's gonna punch me in the throat. Yeah, and you'll deserve it. Yeah, probably. For getting the little people on your way to the top. That's so typical of you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a, everyone knows I am a very cruel and vindictive person. Yeah, yeah, I'm always saying this. The propaganda we are here to criticize today <laughs> oh, is Jesus Iron Man 10 colon Spider-Man colon Far From Home. Oh, boy. There was like a three-day period there where if you said anything mean about Marvel movies, you were guaranteed a cool thousand likes on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it got real heated there for, like, a hot second, huh? Yeah, because people uh, refuse to believe that these movies that are partially funded by the U.S. military might be propagandistic in nature. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, fucking Captain Marvel is a, basically a recruiting ad for the Air Force. I would say this one might be the worst when it comes to the military propaganda. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, I also don't. Like, I, it's there, but... I, like, this movie talks a lot about drones, and granted, they, they're they presented as, like, a neutral thing that could be good or bad, but they're mostly shown as being bad. Yeah, like, I don't think of any- I, I'm not sure there's anything good a drone does in this movie. Right. It's just talked about in, uh, hypotheticals that, well, it could be good if Spider-Man did a good job. Um, yeah, I definitely think, like, Captain Marvel is at the top of the, oh, this is just blatantly pop- uh, propaganda list right. for me. I that, that one's definitely up there, and, like, for obvious reasons. We talked about it on that episode. The actual plot of that movie, like, doesn't support the propaganda angle. No, it's not so, at all. In a way that, like, almost knocks it down a couple pegs on that ranking to me. Even though there's a 20-minute Air Force commercial in there. I just, every time, the, 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 we're talking about a different movie, but. Right. Um, the, the image in my head for Captain Marvel is fucking Brie Larson in the cockpit doing the thumbs up in her right. fucking flight suit with the sunglasses. And that's, that is Captain Marvel to me. No, totally. I definitely get that. Iron Man 1 might be the most propaganda-y to me, yeah. honestly. That's the one where they're hanging out with the troops and talking about how much they respect them. And how much he needs to become a better man to stop the terrorists. That's the one where Tony is, has, like, a magic device that can tell the good brown people from the bad brown people. 
Yeah. So we can do accurate drone strikes. Yeah, like, that first big action set piece in Iron Man 1 where he, like, just flies to a random country, um, you know, with no authorization to start shooting people. Like, that looks like, do you remember those army commercials in, like, the 2000s where it's, like, a guy climbing a rock spire while fighting off a lava monster or whatever? That action scene could have been one of those commercials. Yeah, yeah. Zoe, do you want to go down the list with me and rank all of the Iron Man films? Uh, sure. Um, because, wait, hold on, are, is, are these actually the three Iron Man films, or are you doing the Iron Man 10 bit here? I'm doing the Iron Man 10 bit, this is the yeah, Iron okay. Man movie. I mean, we can we can talk about, you know, like, Venom and stuff too, but, like, the, the 23 Iron oh, Man films. Oh, no, Cinematic I've Iron fallen Man for universe. a trap. <laughs> uh, let's start with Iron Man. Um, a movie that has aged worse every single time I have watched it. Mm-hmm. Um very middle that is a d plus Ooh, wow okay yeah that's the lowest so far uh the incredible hulk as uh, a c that, that movie's fine like whatever it's watchable that's that is an fx movie i will if i if it was a saturday Fuck. afternoon and i was bored on the couch and that came on i would watch it that is an fx movie that's exactly what that is yeah Iron Man 2. Uh, that, I actually like Iron Man 2 more than Iron Man 1 in hindsight, like, mm. with some distance. So I would give that, um, a, a C minus. Thor. Uh, that's an FX movie, a C, flat C. Captain America the First Avenger. I like Captain America the First Avenger more than I used to, so I'm gonna give that one a B minus. Okay, okay. The Avengers. Oh, boy. Um, so there is some, like, I, I used to, the Avengers used to be for, like, a year there. I would say it was, like, my favorite movie. Sure. Um, uh, and I, that is one of my favorite movie-going experiences. I did the whole marathon. I did it with a really good friend whose dad ran the Mexican restaurant across the street from the theater, so we just smuggled in delicious Mexican food during the marathon, and it was heaven on earth. Um, so I have a lot of fond memories with that movie. That said, I, uh, C plus. You were introduced as the big Marvel head, but you've actually given pretty low scores here. Yeah, you're being way meaner than I am. <laughs> Look, man, I I went through. Okay, for listeners who do not know my personal history, I was a diehard Marvel MCU fan for forever, and I still like them. I literally own everything except for this movie on Blu-ray. But over the past year two, I've kind of come to terms with, oh, I cannot make these my, like, core identity. That is the most obnoxious thing on the earth. Okay, okay. I need to just realize these are movies. Sure. Some are good, some are bad. That's fine. Who cares? So far, you haven't called any of them good, though. I mean, no, I would consider anything a C and up good. Okay, and I gave okay. Captain America 1 a B-. minus. That That is a good movie. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I will fight you. I I also gave it a B-. minus. Relax! <laughs> Look, I'm just starting with my fists up, because <laughs> I was told to expect fighting here. I was expecting you to be way nicer to these movies I hate, so there might not be as much fighting as I thought there'd be. <laughs> okay, don't worry, there will be later on. Yeah, let's I've... see how phase two yeah. goes here. Yeah, phase two is where I kind of hit my, ooh, I like these. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 is an A movie. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 3 whips ass. I love that movie. Uh, Thor The Dark World. Uh, that's an FX movie. See. Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Okay. Mm. That movie has a dog shit ending that undercuts so much of it. That said, I think it's such a well-made, fun-to-watch action movie that I still really like it. B+. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. That's... 
Uh, C plus. Avengers Age of Ultron. I think this is going to be a controversial one, because I, in hindsight, I like Avengers Age of Ultron more than the first Avengers movie. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you and Crystal. I, Age of Ultron, like, I think if I look at it as a whole tapestry, it's a fucking mess. Yeah, but if I, like, it is. I, I, if I isolate, like, individual parts, I'm like, wait, I love that part. I love that part. I love that part. And so, like, I, I come off feeling like the fucking Vision Ultron bit at the end is, like, one of my favorite MCU moments. And that's a great moment. It would have been nice if there was, like, a movie that logically led up to that moment before it. Do not care. Cool moment. That's a, that's a B-minus movie. All right. Ant-Man. Ant-Man is a B-plus movie. I like that movie. It's very charming. All right. I like I like uh, Paul Rudd in general. Yeah, I think that's been the general consensus across all our guests. Hey, that Paul Rudd guy, he might have a career in this business. I think that's the general consensus of America at this point. Yeah. Uh, Captain America's Civil War. Um, I used to fucking love that movie. Now I realize it's very bloated. Um, I, I'll give that a C plus. I'm sorry, what was your score for Ant-Man? Ant-Man was a B plus, I think. I probably, it was probably incorrect and someone's now yelling at their listening device. Yeah, yeah you know what? If you feel a B plus in your heart, you feel a B plus in your heart. Doctor Strange. Okay, here it is. Yeah. I fucking love Doctor Strange. It's one of my three favorite Marvel movies, Zoe. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. <laughs> I love Doctor Strange. It is, um, I, it has huge problems. You cannot yeah. get past the whitewashing. Nope. Um, that, that is glaring and horrible. Um, but it's like, it's acknowledging that I fucking love that movie. I wouldn't go that far, but you know, hey. Yeah, that's an A movie. I, I love Doctor Strange. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, uh, a, that movie has a lot of problems with how it treats certain characters. Yeah, it really hates that Mantis lady. It really, yeah, it really does. It's It sucks a whole lot. Um, but the emotional catharsis of that, uh, that movie hit uh, after my dad died of cancer. Oh, yeah, um, okay, so, so yeah. yeah, when Quill literally shoots the thing that gave his mom cancer in a rage, it was very cathartic to me. Yeah. Um, but, all, and also, like, I think the Rocket Raccoon emotional stuff there really pays off. I don't know, that's a B-minus movie. Yeah, all right. I agree that it's a B-minus movie. I might, I might give it a B plus. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I really like Spider-Man, like, it's... <sighs> The Iron Man stuff sucks, but I, and we're going to get into that with this movie. Oh, yeah. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think it's a genuinely great performance. Yeah, he's good. Um, And I think Homecoming does more of what I want out of it than this one did. So I like it a lot. And I think Vulture's a great villain. And so, uh, A-. minus. Yeah, Homecoming is better than this movie. Oh, yeah. I would say wow, by, like, a I, significant margin. I'm not used to being the defender of a movie on these podcasts. Keeping you on your toes. I liked this one, and I liked it better than Homecoming. Thor Ragnarok. I love Thor Ragnarok. That's an A-plus movie in my book. Black Panther. Um, the the big CGI clusterfuck at the end sucks, but yep. in, as does having the CIA be a cool hero part of the movie, but overall, that movie still is real cool and good and significant. Um, A-minus. Avengers... Infinity War. Uh, I think this is the one where Luke's gonna start yelling at me, because I think Infinity War and Endgame are both great. Um, Infinity War gets an B+. Oof. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp gets an A+. That movie is a delight. Uh, Captain Marvel. 
Uh, Captain Marvel gets a C. That is an FX movie. Avengers Endgame. A minus. Wait, would you give Infinity War? I gave Infinity War a B plus. Okay. <laughs> uh, Venom. Venom is a B minus movie. That movie is a manic delight. Hell yeah. Except for all of the fucking villain shit, which is stupid and pointless. Every time Tom Hardy is like chomping into lobsters in a fucking middle of a restaurant. I am enraptured. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, that is an A+. plus. Can I give an S ranking? A plus is the highest score. A plus is the highest score. I guess you're gonna have to go back and lower everything else. A plus. It is, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite movie. It's very good. Yeah, I, I adore that movie every time I watch it. It holds up beautifully. Fuck, I love that movie. Yeah, so Zoe, honestly, we have mostly pretty similar opinions. It's just, when I like a Marvel movie, you love it. And yeah. you also inexplicably like Avengers 3 and 4. I, I I would go as far to say I love Avengers 3 and 4. Just six hours of straight dog shit. Ah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I I have I complain about the links of movies, but then I realized like I sat down and watched The Irishman at one in the morning, and I loved it. Hey, you know, sure. I can't believe you would betray the MCU by watching a uh, Scorsese movie. <laughs> it's it's um it it's something I really had to grapple with, um, <laughs> and I I decided I wanted to see a weird babyface um uh, Robert De Niro more than I wanted to make Kevin Feige happy. Do you do you feel like the Irishman deserves the honor of a Universal Studios ride? Absolutely yes. I want there to be a um a dark ride where by the end of it you have come to terms with the fact that when you are facing death and the end of your life that sometimes you cannot wash your hands of all the sins you have made and people will not forgive you. That does sound like a pretty cool ride, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zoe, have you seen uh, Spider-Man Far From Home before today? Yeah, I saw it opening night in theaters. I usually go see MCU movies opening night. How did you feel about it back then? I liked it more than I liked it this watch. Um, Going out of it the first time, I thought um, it was not as good as... Even then, I didn't think it was as good as Homecoming. But I was like, oh, that was pretty good. And like, you know, oh, they had a tough task following up Endgame and... Uh, they, they did some kind of cool stuff, and I like Mysterio a lot. Still like Mysterio a lot. Thought he was... Jake Gyllenhaal has so much fun in that role. Mysterio's a cool guy. He's my best yeah. friend. He's your best friend? Wow. Well, he's not my best friend. Oh. Um... <laughs> And, um, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Like, I, I, it probably would have gotten, what did I give this one? Like a C? Oh, wait, I haven't graded it yet. So. Yeah, we're gonna grade this one at the end. Don't, then ignore that. I don't know what I'm gonna grade it. Um, but it's, um, like, you know, I liked it. it I considered it, like, yeah, that's a, that's a great move. No, no, that's a pretty good movie. Luke, do you have any broad thoughts to share before we get into the, the details? So I'm definitely not gonna sit here and be like, oh, this movie's flawless and great or anything. Um... I thought it was fun. I thought Mysterio was the best villain they've had in a while. I mean, I guess other than Killmonger, but he's, like, good for very different reasons. Uh, Mysterio was just fun to watch. The visuals were, like, cool and interesting. They do shit with Mysterio's hologram stuff that is, like, the kind of thing I wanted them to do with the Reality Stone in Thor 2. They finally thought, oh, hey, what if we use all of our CGI uh, wizardry to make cool-looking shit instead of boring-looking shit? And good for them for that, for finally figuring that one out. Uh, and, like... 
Here's the thing. I will give these movies a little bit of a test where I am sitting at a desk watching them on my computer, and if my eyes start to wander to another monitor where I play a video game, that movie is failing that test. Uh, like, Ant-Man 2 failed that, uh, Captain Marvel failed it. This movie passed that test! I did not, uh, feel compelled to, uh, watch something else while I watched this movie. So, I don't know, that counts for something. I thought this movie sucked dick. <laughs> not in a fun way, either. Interesting. This is, this is an inversion. It's, it's fun, because, like, I think, Luke, you are definitely the biggest proponent of this movie, and I'm like, yeah. this movie's alright, like, it's got a lot of problems that prevent it from being, like, good, but it, it's okay. And listen, I always have room in my heart to hate Marvel movies, so maybe y'all will convince <laughs> me as we go through this. Okay. <laughs> so we begin with the Columbia logo. It's the Statue of Liberty in Mexico. Oh my god. It's been destroyed by Aang, the last airbender. They saw a cyclone with a face. Uh, Maria Hill and Nick Fury are here to check out what's going on, but then Mysterio shows him just like, actually, I'm the one who can fight this guy. He says, I believe the exact line is, you don't want any part of this? Something like that. Which is, so, can we, like, can we just address the Mysterio elephant in the room? Like, yeah, sure. Right off? Okay. Um, I love how in hindsight like knowing the con all of his dialogue is like pitch perfect like if you threw a fucking algorithm to write a like cool action superhero who right. tries to be it's perfect he sounds like a marvel character <laughs> he sounds like an mcu guy yeah and i think it's fucking hilarious with like watching it as soon as he said you don't want any part of this i was like oh okay i've yeah all right this is better now maybe that's part of why i like this movie because mysterio is winking and nudging at the fact that these movies aren't very good i wonder how that played with people who don't know who mysterio is because it was pretty clear to me from the beginning he was running a con i remember when this movie like was like leading up to release there were people like oh do you hear they totally changed Mysterio's character he's gonna be like an interdimensional superhero now Ugh. what and like me who's not a comics guy was like you're fucking stupid obviously yeah. it's gonna be a plot twist that it's fake because that's Mysterio's thing so like I knew there was going to be something, but also I was like, are they going to do, like, the fucking double blind where, like, they know everyone knows, and so right. they're going to do a different twist? I mean, they do. Yeah. It's just not the one you might think. Yeah. And also, I don't really understand why they even did it. Eh. Yeah. Like, I wasn't offended by it or anything. I was just like, this was, I guess, a cute joke, I guess. Kind of pointless. Um... I don't know, I like Mysterio. Yeah, I like Mysterio too. My favorite bit of the the Mysterio, like, gag is that he grew the fucking beard so he would look more like Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mysterio in this movie is okay. I, I don't think he's as good as, say, the Vulture. Agreed. Yeah, no, Vulture is, like, a top-tier MCU villain for me. I would put them both about equal footing. I guess the... I kind of understand the Vulture's motivation a little more with Mysterio's just like, oh, he has an ego, so he wants to be the world's greatest superhero. Sure. He's, uh, I mean, he's basically Syndrome from The Incredibles. Yeah. I don't know, man. You have all this amazing technology that you could do anything with. Sure. But this is your plan. But he just, he wants to turn people into dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I see where you're coming from that, yeah, why is he doing, like, what's his end game? They don't really explain it. But also, he's kind of just a goofy comic book villain that just yeah. wants, like, to rule the world or whatever. And I respect that. I want more goofy nonsense in these movies, not less. The goofy nonsense in this movie, I think the first uh, half to third-ish of this movie is pretty good. Good because I yeah. like the mm -hmm. high school romantic comedy parts. 
everything yeah. up to the reveal of Mysterio is like great, and then like every Marvel movie, it starts to get a little worse in the second hour. I I I genuinely think one of the best, like the not even one of the best. I think the best thing that they nail in these Spider-Man movies is Peter and his classmates. Um, they yeah. they really sell that dynamic in a really good way. I agree. This movie made me laugh out loud multiple times. I don't know if it made me laugh out loud. I might have chuckled. I might have given a little smirk. The part that really got me was the long scene of the teacher trying to precariously balance the camera <laughs> yes. to take a selfie that- of Venice. And God, then he almost that's drops some the good slapstick. Uh, <laughs> he drops yeah. it. God. Just perfect um, comic timing. Martin Starr is fantastic in these movies. Yeah. I feel really attached to Martin Starr's character because we saw him in The Incredible Hulk. Of course, yeah, he's playing Amadeus Cho, as everyone knows. I, I like both the teachers. They're fun. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the, uh, what's the name of the actor that plays the other teacher? Uh, J.B. Smoove. Yeah, he's always very funny in everything. And I, he needs, like, to be the main guy in a thing. Is he the main guy in a thing that I don't know about? Um, I think so. He's one of those, like, perennial, like, everyone loves him. They just slot him in. Like, Yeah, like, I mainly know him from Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is a show I'm kind of at on. But he's great on it. Yeah. I don't know if he's been the lead of anything. I know he's, like, fucking everyone in Hollywood loves him. So they're just, like, fucking put J.B. Smoove in it. It'll be great. Who cares? I mean, I agree. Yeah, just put him in. Oh, I do kind of feel a little bit like this movie wastes him, though. He doesn't really get to be funny in this movie. He's just kind of in the back of me like, hey! He he has he has one punchline the entire time, which is yeah. he, he is the slacker teacher and he thinks that everything is witches. Anyway, they established that all the Avengers are dead, including Captain America. I guess they think he's dead. After all the fucking pomp and circumstance of the Endgame ending, I appreciated the shitty I love uh, it. high school student memorial PowerPoint. God, the, the, the bit where the doves are flying at the... Oh, God, I loved it so much. Just the Comic Sans title cards. Um, I love that, like, the best picture they could get of Vision was a blurry JPEG. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, so, that is the first of, I counted, four, like, times you either see, like, an Iron Man memorial mural on the back, or yeah. something. In the first 20 minutes of this movie, there are no less than four Iron Man memorials. That's a lot. Um, they gotta do something to try to, uh, convince you that this movie's about mourning Iron Man, because the dialogue has nothing to do with that until it very suddenly does. Ugh, I, I like the dynamic of Peter being mentored by a hero. That's why I, I'm kind of interested in seeing how they handle with Doctor Strange in the next sure. one. Um, but boy, Iron Man is the last hero you could ever want me to be like, God, what a hero. I miss him. Sure. People said the last one was an Iron Boy Jr. movie, but this one's really an Iron Boy Jr. movie. It really is. Yeah. The part that really was like, oh my God, was when uh-huh. he's doing the Hall holograms and happy is looking at yeah, me like yeah, ah yeah. yes just yeah, like my old oh, friend Iron yep, Man. City. didn't like that i would say i do like this movie apparently more than either of you it'd be a way better movie if it was just a fucking spider-man movie yeah they should make a spider-man movie i think it'd be cool if marvel made one of those they're, they're making one, but in, it's actually Spider-Men. It's going to have uh, three of them in it. I don't believe it. I, I, I don't. They're going to find some way to make it about Tony Stark. No, it's going to be about Doctor Strange now. It's fine. No, it's going to turn out that every Spider-Man from every uh, reality actually had Tony Stark as a mentor. Fucking the, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is going to show up and take off his mask and he's going to have a goatee and say he's actually just Tony Stark of his reality. They 
sure did announce they're doing a weird Spider-Verse-y thing as soon as Enter the, enter the Spider-Verse got big, huh? Uh, it was more delayed by, like, two years. I, yeah, but you know what I mean. That stuff takes yeah. time to make. Like, yeah. some Marvel executive went and watched that movie and then, like, halfway through got on, like, two different cell phones and be like, we need to fucking figure this shit out. And, like, the 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 idea that an executive watched Into the Spider-Verse and was just like, the thing that makes this movie work is the multiverse. Right. And so that's what they're going with rather than the fact that, oh, the reason Into the Spider-Verse works is because Miles Morales is a fucking fascinating, exciting character. Right. Uh, and then, whoops, uh, instead we're getting three white boy Peter Parkers. <laughs> My strongest held conviction, uh, like, tangential to this is that Into the Spider-Verse 2 needs live-action Tom Holland green-screened into the animated world. Please, I would love that so much. It would be <laughs> so much fun. Um, fuck, now I need that in my life. Or, right? Or, of like, course just, you do. Just either, either green-screened, like, live-action, or, like, just painfully, like, rotoscoped. No, no, I want it to look like, uh, when Who Framed Roger Rabbit when they go to Toontown. God. Ugh, I need it. So anyway, a running thing throughout this theme is everyone's asking, well, the Avengers are all gone. Who's going to step up and be the next big superhero? Maybe it could be Spider-Man. They also set up in this early bit that because of the blip, which is what they're calling the snap. Bad um, name, bad name. Everybody who came back is the same age they were when they died, but everyone else continued aging, which means like, like one of the anchors is like, yeah, my little brother is older than me now. It's fucked up. Which I thought, surely, oh, if you're seeding this as one of the first lines of dialogue, in this movie, it's gonna be some weird, complicated thing where, like, some one of Peter Parker's friend group is gonna be like an adult now, and that'll be weird. And no, I don't know why they even bother bringing it up other than to just jam a new character in when they could have just done that, you know? They like, I get it because, like, aging everyone up five years would cause all kinds of problems in the well, universe. Well, they wouldn't be in high school anymore, yeah. Um, but they, they tried to do it with Brad, but his whole character has nothing to do with him being, like, five years older. It's just, he's a douche. He's just a weird asshole, yeah. Who takes pictures of people in the bathroom, as we all know. Right. Yeah, like, I thought it was gonna be, oh, now he can't, like, pursue MJ because she's in college now or something. Or, like, Ned's an adult now. And I get why you wouldn't want to do that, because you want to do the fun high school dynamics. But then just don't draw attention to it. You're not going to play with it at all, so just shut up about it. They, they even... Like, the, you know what would have been interesting if May got May didn't get blipped and she, like, had to deal with Peter being gone for five years. Instead, she also got blipped, so. Right, and every single person in, like, the, the Spider-Man, like, continuity just got blipped, so just shut up about it. It doesn't have any impact on the movie. Speaking of blips, um, can we go back to Martin Starr for a second? Because yeah. that bit got me good when he says, yeah, my... My ex-wife pretended she got blipped. The The day it happened, she just was hiking and she never came back. We held a fu- we held a funeral for her. What? No, he goes, we held a fake funeral for her. Well, the funeral was real. Right. That got me good. Yeah, no, that's, that's I want good. that. Make a, make a Disney Plus show about that guy. Yeah, he deserves <laughs> it. They're making a Disney Plus show about a war machine who does not exist in the canon of this film. <laughs> it's yeah, so yeah. weird that he, because he, he is literally the successor to Iron Man. 
He's Iron Man too. He's literally in the Armor Wars show, like which is the Iron Man thing. They they don't even mention him in this one. God. They're also making Iron Heart, so there's three competing Iron Man twos. God, I forgot they're making Iron Heart. I WandaVision just ended, and I just saw a trailer today for fucking Falcon and Winter Soldier, and it's really sinking in that oh, it's just never going to stop ever again. You're gonna get a little breather, I think, after Loki. Um, How much Ms. of a Mar- breather? Not not as much as you want. Well, after Loki is Shang Chi, right? Shang Chi. I don't think Shang Chi's coming out this year. I think it is. I, cause they, they still, cause Black Widow is apparently coming out in May, and then they still haven't even put out a trailer for the Eternals. Shang-Chi is set to release July 9th of this year. I don't think that's how, cause, cause fucking the Eternals is the next one up in queue after Black Widow. No, they put that one, uh, they pushed that to November and moved Shang-Chi up to July. How the fuck, what the fuck are they doing? I mean, they filmed it, it's done filming. Yeah, I just want to see the Eternals. That one's weird, I want to see it. It, they're gonna look like the freaking Inhumans. Falcon and Winter Soldier into Black Widow into Loki. I guess I get a whole month off there. Wowzers. Uh, and then, uh, but also, uh, the What If cartoon is scheduled for summer of this year, which covers this whole period. Then after Loki, it's, yeah, oh god, it just never stops anymore. You'll be happy to know, Luke, the What If cartoon is running for 22 episodes. So that is 22 weeks. The only thing I have any hope for is that because it's a cartoon, a lot of Marvel heads will be like, well, that's that's fake stuff for babies. I'm not going to tweet 10 times a day about it. Oh, they're going to because it's all like alternate reality shit. And so they're going to be like, well, what if this blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but I, I'm banking on it all being people that think cartoons are for babies. Fair. <laughs> well, they watch um, 90% animated movies. Yeah. Um, Crystal, I, I gotta roll back. Did you say Eternals is gonna look like the Inhumans? Yeah. Uh, we're fighting now. They're the same thing. Ah! Oh, we're, we are really fighting now. What's the difference between the Eternals, the Inhumans, and the X-Men? The X-Men even have their own planet now, right? Uh, not yet. They're probably, they're probably gonna like terraform Mars. 90 seconds into this two-hour film, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Eternals rule, I review them professionally, uh, they're fucking great, suck my dick. Okay, uh, Spider-Man 3 is also coming out this year, so look out for that. Fucking god damn it! Oh! Fuck! So, Peter's, Peter's a teenager who's like, I can't talk to girls, it's scary, I'm gonna plan a big romantic gesture on our European school trip to impress, uh, Michelle Jones, so she'll be my girlfriend. Right. Yes, Yes. uh, her full name, as it is said every time in this film. (laughs) They just can't stop talking about Michelle Jones. Uh, Um, who? Michelle Jones. Um, (laughs) and, (laughs) um... Uh, Ned starts dating Betty Brant. Um, well, listen, they, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, fe- I mean, they fell in love on the airplane. I like that bit. It's a fun joke. It's uh, the thing that makes it work for me is the end when it when they break up, but they're super amicable about it. And they're just like, yeah, we drift. That's yeah. No, that's a good capper to it. Yeah, that's because if they broke up, and they're just like, yeah, we hate each other. And I was like, oh, okay, no. fucking whatever. That that ending is what sealed like, yeah, that's a good bit. You you committed to it. Because when they first sit down together, she's like, ugh, I gotta sit next to Ned. And I was like, oh, it would have been funnier if like she liked him and they ended up getting together. And then that's what happened. I was like, hey. Um, can we have? Did you guys talk about in Far From Home or Homecoming how much it sucks that his name is Ned? Yeah, because he's he's Ganke in the comics. He's Ganke. Yeah, he he's well, yeah. one hundred to the point where in Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, they cut him from Spider Verse. Well, no, he in in Ultimate Spider-Man the the comics after. 
Homecoming came out, uh, there was a bit where Ganke was, like, undercover, and he had to give a fake name, and he said, uh, Ned, and the person said, you really don't look like a Ned, my guy. Yeah. Um, because, uh, Brian Michael Bendis is nothing if not a very petty man. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You know that about, uh, Spider-Verse, though, right? That Ganke was gonna be in it until Homecoming came out? And, like, he technically is in it, but, like, he doesn't have any lines, and he's in, like, half a frame? Yeah, he shows up, he, he shows up for the scene where they're all, like, skittering around the, the fucking, um, ceiling of the dorm room. Yeah, and he's there, like, in the, in him and, uh, Miles' dorm room, like, during, like, a sped-up yeah. montage. He's, like, on his computer. Yep, yep. <laughs> and that's it. But, yeah, I don't know, yeah, did y'all, did they, they go on, like, a Euro trip? Did y'all have a, a high school Europe trip? Uh, I could have gone on one, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah same. same. Expensive. <laughs> mine was, uh, I, I don't even know what mine would have cost, because it was, like, run by the history teacher, who I hated, and he was also the basketball coach. And it was really a Europe trip for the basketball team, but the AP history kids could, uh, like, go to if they got good enough grades or whatever. And I qualified, but I was like, okay, I can spend a week in Europe with... A teacher I hate and all the kids who bully me, or I can stay home and play GameCube all summer long. That's, yeah, um, <laughs> I, that, that was pretty much the, except, so mine wasn't the kids that bully me, it was, I was in Latin class and Latin club. Uh-huh. And they had, you know, a trip to go to Rome, um, and all the people, so I did not give a shit about Latin class or Latin club, it's just where my friends were, and I only got through that class by my strength of knowing, uh, myth and history. I was terrible with the language. Um, and so, all the people who were going were the super nerds who were, like, actually super into Latin. And I was just like, oh, no, I would just want to fuck around in Rome, so... I'm good. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're going on yeah, Europe trip. Um yeah, they get to they go to Venice first, right? Yeah, they establish that Peter's spider sense is kinda not working right lately, because when they're packing Aunt May throws a banana at him and he doesn't catch it. Smacks him in the face. Uh worst joke in the movie is the fucking Peter Tingle thing. It's kinda funny when Aunt May does it. It sucks when they bring it back. They bring it back like four different times. Yeah. And it's They treat it in the same way that saying someone's superhero name, where, like, they say Mysterio once and that becomes his name. They say Peter Tingle once and it's kind of funny and that just becomes the name of the Spider-Sense. Right, right. Remember how, like, they they had, like, the first time the Spider-Sense showed up was in Infinity War and you got, like, the hair standing up on his arm and people were like, the Spider-Sense! And then now it's like, Peter Tingle. Yeah. Like, it's a funny thing for his out-of-touch mom to use. Once, yeah. If if it was just that scene, I would have no problem with it. Agreed. Peter's arc in this film is that he feels a bit overwhelmed by all the traumatic experiences he's been through. So just go on and have fun on his little summer trip and not be Spider-Man so he doesn't want to take the suit. But Aunt May packs it for him. Right, and they find it at customs, but they don't care because they don't know what it is because no one in Europe watches the news when there's a galactic war in the middle of, like, New York. Yep. I mean, I think they would just think it's a costume and not the real Spider-Man suit. I guess that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you just say, I'm a cosplayer. Boom, done. Also, Nick Fury tries to get a hold of Spider-Man, but he ghosts him. Right, because he's busy at a, uh, like, charity benefit thing for the local neighborhood, but he gets swarmed by reporters. So, I really liked the bit for the charity, how Peter, who is, like, always so talkative and, like, jokey um, when he's Spider-Manning, the second he was in front of a bike, he was the most, like, thank you for inviting me. Like, that was cute. 
fun. I, I like it. Um, I, so, bringing up Nick Fury. Oh, yeah, and Ant-Man, and, not Ant-Man, Ant-May, and, um, and, um, uh, Happy are kind of... Having a summer fling. Yeah, there's a running thing of, like, wait. Um, uh, Nick Fury, so you bring up... The thing that bugs me about this movie, because they kind of gave themselves an out for it, is I think Nick Fury feels like a parody of himself in this movie. Like, every single line he has is just like, if I was writing a Sam Jackson cool action line, and I really wanted to put some spice on it yeah and then with the after credits scene where it's actually fucking talos the scroll i'm like oh god damn it sure yeah also i don't know what you're talking about he sounds the same way he sounds in every fucking movie i i think he sounds like more cranked up in this one like i i'm not gonna say like oh nick fury had like perfect dialogue but it like he sounds like more like they've turned the knob from an eight to a ten. Yeah, I'd be fair just to know if they knew the whole time that it was Talos and they told Sam Jackson that, or if that's something they added later. That would be interesting to I know. I think yeah. Here, I'll call Sam Jackson later. I'll tell you. <laughs> I, hold on, I have to get a public opinion here. My, um, I hope my girlfriend doesn't listen to this because she will roast me for calling her out on this. <laughs> um, do you know anyone or do you yourselves ever refer to Sam Jackson as Samuel L.? That's it. No Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. Just Samuel L. I've never heard that in my life. I don't really talk about Samuel L. Jackson enough that I need to abbreviate it ever. Um, that, because she refers to him as Samuel L. And I think that's fucking insane. <laughs> I, I've never heard anyone but her say that, and she insists it is a normal way to refer to Sam Jackson. How do you feel about people that just say Sam Jack? What the fuck? Uh, I think that's, who, who's that cool cyberpunk character? <laughs> uh, they're in Venezia, and Peter buys, like, a little special necklace for Michelle Jones, but doesn't get to give it to her because he gets interrupted by Water Monster. Water Monster? Yeah. Uh, Hydro Man. The action scenes later on, when, like, it's actually Mysterio, are really cool. Um, Uh, like, but all this fucking elemental shit, dull as dishwater. I think it's totally fun. Here's the thing. I guess I agree, but it's the same as every fucking fight in these fucking movies. (laughs) They're all just CGI goop. Who cares? The backgrounds in this part look real bad. Well, it's all Mysterio's illusion, though. They gave themselves an out for everything in this movie. Yeah, Um, right. This movie has all the same problems as every Marvel movie, except this time it's all on purpose. The tower looks like it might as well be from Assassin's Creed 2. (laughs) Damn. Jesus. Yeah, again, I don't hold the visuals of these movies in any regard whatsoever, so I I didn't even notice that it looked bad, because I just assume it does. Um, I, I think the reason the elemental stuff doesn't work for me is they, they, whatever, like, Spider-Man doesn't do anything to them. Like, he, like, he can't punch them. He can't kick. He can't, like, web a manhole and, like, chuck it at them and they, like, actually go, like, oh, you hit me. Right. Um, so there's just no weight to it. Like, even more, like... Like, the Black Panther CG fight at the end, which is a giant mess, like, is weightless, but they're still, like, landing punches on each other. I guess. I don't know. I, I definitely think this is better than the Black Panther fight. Yeah, Spider-Man's whole thing in this Venice scene is he's just trying to keep a tower from falling, but then the tower falls, but then it doesn't matter anyway. So, like, what was the point of this whole scene? I liked the, the bit when he hit his head on the bell twice. I thought that was decent slapstick. I might argue the point of it is specifically that Spider-Man is powerless in this scene, because it's setting up like the that's the thing of the movie the like is he powerless in the face of what people expect out of him but then they do that for like three more scenes 
They do it for one more! They do it for one more scene! There's only two real elemental fights in this movie. I don't know, I was pretty frustrated by how much Samuel Jackson's like, Spider-Man, you gotta get over here, we need you, and then Spider-Man's useless, and then he yells at him for being useless, but he still needs him again. I mean, yeah, if you want to tell me that Samuel Jackson's a prick to Spider-Man, I agree, but he's a prick to everybody. This just sounds like you're complaining about Marvel movies. I don't understand why this one's uniquely bad. They legitimately, like, again, they gave themselves a fucking out, because you could say, oh, he's an extra prick to Spider-Man, because Talos it feels like he's, like, getting in over his head while he's covering for Nick. He's like, sure. fucking, I want the superhero to help me. Come on, superhero. Jesus. I guess it just feels like, you know, they're doing a thing, the classic Spider-Man thing, where his superhero life is getting in the way of his regular life. Mm-hmm. Except he doesn't actually want to do the superhero thing. He's kind of getting, like, bullied into it. Sure. But then the people who are bullying him into it don't even really want him to do it. So I don't understand why they keep pulling him out. Because they need somebody. And he's, like, all they got. Like, they, he goes through the list of, like, why don't you get this person? Eh, unavailable, sorry. Call War Machine. He doesn't exist in this canon. <laughs> Like you said. That's true, he doesn't exist in the canon. Could have got Ant-Man. Uh, what about, uh, Falcon in Winter Soldier? They're busy filming a TV show. (laughs) Also, what is Guy with Gun gonna do in this situation? Like, Spider-Man's not very useful against Water Monster, but he's gonna be more useful than Guy with Gun. Use a shock. Yeah, he'll use shock ammo. He took that talent. (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's gonna be useless against this monster because it's not a real monster. Imagine how fucked fucking Mysterio would have been if Thor just, like, came visiting and just, like, zap and all of the drones drones. went away. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, I guess the reason that Nick Fury is calling Spider-Man is because Mysterio's probably pushing for it so he can get Edith. Yeah. And Talos is like, uh, I don't know, I guess I'll be a dick to this kid. But you're right, there could have been a scene of, like, early on when Mysterio is, like, building that bond with Spider-Man being like, hey, you know, I asked for you specifically because I, I saw you, you know, and, you know, you're, you're just a kid, but I saw the way you stood up to Thanos and everyone else. You got you got the guts. Like, you know, both explain that better and, you know, pump him up more, which is kind of, you know, he's just running a con on Spider-Man. That would make sense. Hey, when Nick Fury uh, infiltrates Spider-Man's hotel room, knocks out Ned, and is like, we, we gotta take you to meet Mysterio. You gotta join the team. I like that like these Spider-Man movies like we said they have like the teen comedy vibe to them and Nick Fury has just stumbled into teen comedy nonsense and he is just so mad about it yeah it just immediately knocks out the goofy best friend he's just like no we're not doing this right but then the like five different people knock on the door in quick succession (laughs) um I, I, so the bit in the bunker after they meet Mysterio, it's when he asks, like, you know, what about other superheroes? And he runs through, like, you know, Doctor Strange, blah, blah. The bit that makes me go, like, uh, again, they gave themselves an out for every fucking complaint I have. The Captain Marvel bit? Yeah, don't invoke her name. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I thought that was a weird line, and then I forgot about it. But no, it's just, that's Talos breaking character. Yeah. In the context of that, but it, in the moment, like, because I forgot, I was just like, they gotta stop doing that fucking, like, oh, like, Saint Captain Marvel. She is, like, ugh. Yeah, she's not really much of a character. No, like, she's cool, and I liked when she beat the shit out of Thanos. That was fun. She doesn't even really help that much in Endgame. Okay, the bit where she no-sells a headbutt from Thanos uh, is very cool to me. Okay, I guess. Yeah. But then she immediately gets punched in the face. Yeah, with an infinity stone, it's fine. Who cares? Yeah, but she blocked the entire infinity gauntlet, but one stone is enough to beat her. 
Ed Game's a dumb movie. Yeah, when you uh, when you when you're blocking a beam and you can channel energy, that's one thing. Getting punched in the face. It wasn't a beam. He like reaches out to like crush her head with the Infinity Gauntlet, and she just grabs it. Uh, if I remember right, you because I just watched this movie recently, and now I'm in a fight with you. Yeah. Um. The uh the the gems are not glowing when she's Jesus holding off the gauntlet. Christ. So they are not activated. When he activates the the power gem to punch her, you see the glow. Why did he pull the power gem out of the gun? Why did he just activate all of them to just smush her? Because he's a big, dumb purple boy. (laughs) The superhero joke that got me in this one was when Aunt May is uh, calling Peter after the attack. It's like, who's that guy you're with? Was that Mr. Strange? That is good. Yeah, I... Aunt May doing are you winning son jokes is good. It's cute. But yeah, I don't know. Then they, oh, right. He's like, I can't help you. I'm sorry. This is beyond my pay grade. I, and also like people would know my secret identity if like Spider-Man was suddenly doing stuff in Europe. So no, I'm sorry. I, I, I gotta go. And if was just like, okay, all right. Okay. I hear you. Yes. Mysterio claims to be from another earth in the multiverse that was destroyed by the elementals. So now he's come here to save this world. Right. Um, which... Hilarious that they fake debuting the Marvel multiverse in this movie, and then the next Spider-Man movie is, like, hinging on the Marvel multiverse. Right. Yeah, and you know, this is another thing of, like, ah, shit, this movie just, uh, is, like, impervious to criticism because of the the twists in it. I was gonna be like, why would Nick Fury just believe him about this without any kind of, like, proof? But you know what? Talos would. Yep, fuck. I hate, I hate how much they, like, criticism-proofed this movie. (laughs) They should just, every movie should have a post-credits stinger. Not even a singer, you just can do a title <laughs> card. Hey, by the way, every character in this movie is a big dumb idiot, and that's why they make the choices they make. Just wait, that's what that's what the upcoming Disney Plus series Secret Invasion is going to be about. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then it turns out Nick Fury can hack his school field trip to, uh, like, change their route so that they're gonna go to Prague, where the next, uh, elemental attack is scheduled to be. I really like the teachers in this scene. They're like, I, I, I was on the phone with the travel company, and I really gave them a good talking to, and they upgraded us to Prague. Yeah. I thought I just heard you crying. <laughs> yeah. Also, now we have a sleek future bus driven by a murderer. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think this is so, oh, we, we missed a... Well, we're getting to the bit where he gets the new, like, Black Ops costume. Yeah. Um, and then this is when Brad takes the picture of him with the the shield lady. Oh, yeah. There's a random shield lady who's like, I really need to see your whole cock and balls in front of me while I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> she has nothing to do with anything, but she's she can't possibly turn around for a second. No. That's true. Um, and so Brad walks in, sees it, takes a picture, because he sucks. Right, um, he explains that, like, no, listen, I know you want to date MJ, but I also want to date her. I don't really know what the hell you're doing. I'm not- I'm sorry, who's MJ? What's that? D- date, date, Michelle Jones? Oh, sorry, yes, Michelle Jones, of course. Excuse me. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, but I also want to date her, so I don't have any judgment for what you're doing here, but I am going to show her this picture so she hates you. He sucks. Yeah, he does suck. Um, then, the, the bit after that, with- Edith and the the drone. This is like one of the worst parts of the movie for me. I hate this part. I so I guess let's go through it because I don't like it's not my favorite part or anything. But yeah, like he finds that like Nick Fury gave him a gift from Tony and it's dumb looking 
Tony glasses that when he wears them, he can uh, talk to Edith, a new fucking AI. And uh, through her, he can... He has uh, the fucking Joker cell phone powers from Dark Knight. I guess that's Batman's powers, not the Joker. And uh, also he can summon drones from space to kill anyone he wants. You know how in the 2008 film, The Dark Knight, they were like, man, the Patriot Act is a little fucked up, but it's ultimately necessary. And then uh, 11 years later, they're like, actually, the Patriot Act is awesome. Well, even like, yeah, but even more so, this is fucking just, hey, remember how we had a whole movie called The Winter Soldier about destroying this exact system? Well, Tony made it again. What are you gonna do? Hey, where was all this shit in Endgame? Uh, in Tony's garage. His his kid was playing with it. Also, like, would a swarm of drones really done anything useful in Endgame? Yeah, shoot the dogs. The dogs were, like, inside, though. Oh, the out- the Outriders. Okay. And the whole point of this is, is to be a suit of armor around the world, right? If it can't stop the dogs, then what's the point of it? Right. Make Thanos think he's in, like, a fucking bubble. Well, yeah, but that part is invented by Mysterio in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by yeah, by Beck. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. Uh. So this bit. The reason I hate this. Um. Isn't isn't because like you know Peter fucks up like you know Spider Man making a mistake and being like oh god oh god is like that's a classic part of the character. Sure. Um. It's specifically the fact that like the movie doesn't grapple with this at all. The fact sure. that he just has a fucking magic pair of sunglasses that are attached to a weapon satellite, and he can call drone strikes. No, I completely agree. This movie should be about him learning that nobody should have these glasses, instead of learning that actually he was worthy of having the glasses all along. Yeah, and, like, the the worst consequence, like, I think someone says once that, like, you called it, it's it's Michelle Jones, um, who said, like, you called a drone strike on Brad? That's it. There's also a bit where, like, Nick Fury yells at him, like, oh, you're worried we might get your friends killed, Uh uh-huh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but it's even then, like, it's it's just, like, if you're gonna do this, yeah. which you shouldn't do, but Agreed. if you're gonna, um, fucking actually handle it. Like, don't just play it off like, oh, whatever, it, it's cool. He, like, he gets it. He he almost killed a, a kid once. Now he's not gonna do it again. Yeah, no. Yeah, th- th- this movie should end with him breaking the fucking glasses. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, it's, it, I am with you on that all the way. I guess to me, it's just like, yeah, all these movies are like low-key a little fascist. What are you gonna do? Like, again, that's not a unique problem with this one. The reason for me on this is because it's Spider-Man, specifically. Like, he's he's a sure. teenager, He he's fucking, he's Spider-Man. So, like, having it be hit, like, if this happened with Iron Man or someone, I'd just be like, fucking, of course, it's Iron Man, who gives a shit? Spider-Man being like, yeah, drone strike's cool. Yeah, this makes sense if, if it was a movie about, like, an Iron Boy Jr., uh, I believe it should be Iron Lad. Yes, an Iron Lad film. This would make sense. Yeah. Homecoming already kind of has this problem, though, because that whole thing is like, Spider-Man keeps going out on his own, like, punching above his weight because he's got to prove himself that he's a great hero, and it keeps blowing up in his face over and over. Uh, and maybe he's learned his lesson. Nah, he's gonna do the exact same thing, but it's just gonna work out this time, and now he's a hero. Like, that's not that different from what we're saying here. It's just like, oh, no, 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 I should just do whatever the hell I want, but I'm a good guy, so it works out in the end. Right, like America. Right, exactly. That's the whole, that's the point of this film, is like, if you you give up your uh, drone system, someone worse will just take over it. Right. The thing that gets me, like, this versus Homecoming, because you're not wrong with Homecoming, for sure, um, is... Like, the stakes of Homecoming are let, like, it's just, he doesn't get his fancy Spider-Man suit. 
Sure. Um, in this one, it's he has fucking control over like the most dangerous weapon system in the world. I'm totally with you. I, I I get where you're coming from. I guess just to me, it's like yeah, it's a Marvel movie. That's what's gonna happen. Fair. I mean, like I I somehow, despite giving similar grades to a large swath of the MCU, yeah. Um, I I hold them in a warmer regard. I guess. Right. Yeah. I just to me, like yeah, these movies um love power and love the powerful. So, of course, the good guy gets rewarded with an absurd amount of power for no good reason at the end. That's what these movies do. And it's bad, and I don't like it, but at some point, you know... I've complained about that 20 fucking times already. Okay, here's my primary issue with this film thematically. Uh Uh-huh. There's the middle part of this film where it seems like Mysterio actually challenges the classic with great power comes great responsibility line. Like, maybe, Uh Pete, you're actually putting too much responsibility on yourself and you're burning yourself out and developing a, like, martyr complex. And that's not even going to help other people in the end once you burn yourself out. Yeah. But then, actually, that's an illusion that he has to break free of. He is the next Iron Man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, the... The amount of times they say the next Iron Man in this movie just, ugh. Yeah, no, it sucks. Right, they don't question the fact that there needs to be a next Iron Man, it's just a question of who. Is it the good guy or the bad guy? Again, the movie should end with Peter being like, hey, no, I'm not gonna be the next Iron Man. Tony wanted me to be better than Iron Man. Here, I'm, look at how many fucking supervillains Iron Man created. I'm breaking these glasses and we're gonna go be better in the future. But, you know, can't do that because Iron Man's a cool hero who did the epic snap. He almost kills the whole bus because he wanted to delete the dick pic that Brad took, but he... He did delete the dick pic. He did delete the dick yeah. pic. Ultimately. And then he stopped the drone. And has so no consequences fine. for invading Brad's privacy. Which I guess, to be fair, Brad invaded his first, but still. What's that S.H.I.E.L.D. lady story? <laughs> she She does say that she made the costume. So she's their fucking in-house costumer, apparently. Is she some kind of Mysterio bit? Like, maybe if he changed out of his clothes, like, she was gonna grab the glasses from him or something? Mysterio would have laughed at his pee-pee? I don't know, I'm just trying to figure out why this grown woman keeps making this teenager get naked. I'm just, I'm just imagining Peter Parker, like, like stripping down, and then the whole building, like, <laughs> collapses around in his whole glass. <laughs> This is Mysterio's evil master plan. Oh shit. Uh. uh but yeah, anyway, yeah, they they're in Prague. He gets his cool tactical spider suit. It looks fine. It's whatever. It's fine. It should again, we you know, it should be a thing where like this is the kind of Spider-Man that Shield imagines he should be, and like he casts it aside. Kind of like he casts aside the Iron Man Spider-Man suit and just like gets the hoodie at the end or whatever. But you know, no. Like he loses this suit, but just because he gets beat up real bad. I liked the I liked the flip up goggles. I think those were cool. Yeah, they're cool. You know, they gotta give you enough costumes to unlock in the video games now. Yep, the night monkey variant. Yeah, because that's his thing. He yeah, Ned comes up with a lie that he is a Spider-Man knockoff night monkey, so people don't start asking questions about why Spider-Man and Peter Parker went to Europe at the same time. I love that everyone just buys it. Like, yeah, of course, night. Monkey. Yeah, I like that yeah. it just spreads like wildfire. Like, yeah, it, it's like on it's on the news <laughs> later. Yeah. I was like, Crystal, you kind of alluded to it that, like, the high school kids start calling him Mysterio because the Italian news calls him a man of mystery, and, you know, mystery in Italian is Mysterio, and Peter mentions it, and then that's just his name. I like that a lot, actually, though, because I like that Mysterio was like, fuck, we didn't have a cool superhero name, we forgot that part. Yeah, Mysterio, that works. 
And I like how he sells it in the scene with Peter as like like a bonding moment. He goes, "No, my name is Mysterio," and he like right. has the like the the moment with Peter where he, Peter's like smiling. That that was fucking good. Mysterio is good in the first half of this movie and a lot of the second half. Not all of it though. Yeah, it's also kind of a subtle foreshadowing that he's a bad guy because his name is Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Walk me through this, Crystal. One. <laughs> uh, good, no, no, I, Crystal. As as an Italian, may I? Oh, please go ahead. Um, we are vile creatures that should not exist on the earth. <laughs> oh, I wasn't aware. Yeah, that's why they're executing Mario this month. <laughs> they are doing that. That's true. Yeah, oh. I, I'm. I'm up. I'm due in a few months. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, Spider-Man has to do another fight with a lava monster this time. It can't, if it touches metal, it'll melt the metal and get bigger, I guess. Uh. Once again, Spider-Man doesn't really do anything useful. Yeah, does not. I, again, think that's totally fine. He rescues Ned and Betty, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I would say that's good, actually, that, yeah, no, Spider-Man can't fight elemental gods, but he can, like, save the people that everyone else ignored. Yeah, that's good. You know, you know who does something useful in this fight? Nobody, because it's not a real fight. <laughs> Michelle Jones does. She, uh, sees the projector fall off and, like, absconds with it. That's true, that's true. Michelle Jones, the true hero of this film. I, I think, you know, we praised Tom Holland's, I think Zendaya does a really good job in these yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good. I like Zendaya's MJ, yeah. I generally, even though I don't like these movies that much, I think the actors do a fine job for the most part. Yeah, I think the MCU, like, is one of the most, you know, fucking whitewashing aside when it happens, right. um, is one of the most consistently well-cast things. Like, it, like they just, they're good at that. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm racking my brain to think of, like, ooh, this person's a bad actor in these movies, and I'm sure there are examples, but I don't have one jump into mind. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Eh. Oh, um, Christopher Eccleston as fucking uh, Malekith. There you go. Is that his fault, though, or is that the writing's fault? I feel like he's doing exactly what they asked him to do. I feel like it's a it's a 33.3, you know, repeating um, him, the writing, and the makeup he had to wear. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't know how you do that better than what he did, you know? Fair. Uh, anyhow, um, yeah, they fight the lava monster, uh, Michelle Jones gets the projector, and, uh, Crystal, what happens next? I don't remember, and I'm not looking at the movie. They, they beat the lava man, and Nick Fury is like, listen, kid, you, you could, you could join the new Avengers, but you gotta decide if you're ready to commit to that or not, and he's like, uh, I don't know, I'm a kid, and then Mysterio's like, let's go grab a beer, kid. Right, 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 yeah. They, yeah, they go have, like, a heart-to-heart where Mysterio is just like, listen, you're talking about all these other people's expectations on you. You are a child, and it is reasonable for you want to, for you to want to live the life of a child. It's fine. Yeah, like, the, the bit where he's like, just tell me, wh- what do you want right now? Like, Arthur, what do you want? And he just says he wants to go fucking find MJ. Yeah. Um, is, like, again, the Mysterio, like, they do such a good job of making him work both pre- and post-reveal. Yeah, I think this would be a really great conversation if it was not later portrayed as uh, just a trick that Mysterio was doing to get the glasses, and not actually uh, advice that Peter should follow at all. Yeah, what it should be is that it is a trick, but also Mysterio legitimately likes Peter and was, like, being heartfelt with him in this moment. Yeah, like, they, they gesture a few times at, like, Mysterio actually liking Peter, like, thinking he's a good kid. Right, but also shortly after this, Mysterio goes crazy and has to turn into a yep. murder monster, which is a bad part of this movie that I don't like. Oh, yeah, they have, 
yeah, this long conversation, and eventually uh, Peter's like, oh, I get it now. When in, when he wrote, to the next Tony Stark, he didn't mean, this is addressed to me. He meant, give this to the next Tony Stark. What? Which is a leap. That doesn't make any sense, Peter. <laughs> yeah, or no, it's for the next Tony Stark. Right, right. Which kind of makes sense. Kind of. It's a bit of a stretch. No, I'll give you, it's a little bit of a stretch. But also, Peter would have found a way to interpret that that way no matter what he wrote, you know? Because he doesn't want the fucking glasses. Well, yeah, because he can't admit that maybe Stark was just, like, wrong about something. Even though Stark made that decision that Quentin's telling him to do in Endgame. Yeah. He stopped being a superhero and lived a normal life. Right. So he transfers ownership of the glasses to Quentin and, uh, like... I love that he plays it as like, no, I don't want those. They're yours. Don't give them to me. Yeah, God. <sighs> Fine. Okay, I'll take them. And like, he looks like he's like, hey, you know, I, I don't, this this feels wrong, but I understand and I respect your choice, Peter. Go have a good night, man. And then like, as soon as Peter leaves, he starts like smirking and the bar melts. And I'm sorry, this is just a good fucking scene. That is good. It is. <laughs> I'm not nice to these movies usually, but this scene rules. The the bit where he, he like breaks, like like as soon as he knows Peter's gone and he just kinda like does that weird like impish shrug and he's just like, that wasn't so hard. Like, oh, it's so good. Half the bar patrons are holograms, but the other half is his production team. Because the plot uh. twist, of course, is that yeah, Mysterio is fake. It's basically a special effects team. It's a movie team that just makes Which, live fuck. action movies in the middle of cities to make Mysterio look like a superhero. Um, the uh, b- briefly before we dive in, because I this God, I love this conceit. Yeah. Um, the bit where, like I said earlier, he grew the beard. There's a bit when he puts on because like Peter puts on the glasses and Mysterio negs him. Um, and yeah. then uh he puts them on Myst- Mysterio and he goes, "How do I look?" And he clearly like it's just. Oh, he he is trying to look like Tony Stark. Right. So when he did that, Peter would go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And then, yeah, Mysterio gets up on a bar and starts like toasting everybody and you get the reveal that like, yeah, he worked for Tony Stark. He made that like hologram stuff from like Civil War or whatever. Barf. Yeah. Uh, and like that's, he's like tried to tell Tony, hey, you're like really not applying this technology very well. It could be really important for the world. And he fired me for being unstable, which my biggest beef with this movie is that it turns out Tony's right and he's unstable. That sucks. Agreed. <laughs> it should just be that Tony's a bastard, man. Um, I do, did either of you check his, the, his second in command is the fucking Is the guy from Jeff, Iron Man 1 that fucking- Yeah, the dude who Jeff Bridges yells at. That's so good! Did, did y'all, I, I didn't bother to check, did y'all see if it is actually the same actor? Yes, it is. That's great. That's fantastic. No, that bit was the one where like, I'm all the way on board with this. I'm sorry. This is good, actually. Part of me hates that, like, oh, they took another Spider-Man villain and made their motivation that they hate Tony Stark. That, like, that. Yeah, and they've gone to that well a ton, and they need yeah. to stop doing it. But also, this is the single best execution of that idea. Yeah, it's, it's like, I, I have issues with it, but also, fuck, it's yeah. so much fun. They can't do it ever again after this movie, but they did it really good in this movie uh i have some bad news for you luke about the um not going back to that well because they are doing of course fucking they fucking arm- are. they're doing armor wars which is literally nothing but yeah. tony <laughs> grudges against tony i know they're bad writers i expect them to write badly and tony's in black widow oh wait he is huh, of course he is oh yeah yeah what? robert downey jr will appear as tony stark what jesus christ <gasps> come on <laughs> 
<laughs> What's wrong? Huh? Nothing. Of course they're doing that. Again. Yeah, they, it's a 24th Iron Man movie. <sighs> Um, but yeah, he gives, like, this big toast, he's like, oh, he loves his, his production team, they already have drones, which is one part of it I thought was weird, because why do they need these drones? They already got drones that work pretty good. Oh, they, um, they said they need it because it amplifies their network, like, by, like, a hundredfold, so sure, okay. they can make far more intricate, and because, like, the whole, the whole thing is he wants to stop an Avengers-level threat, so he gets treated as, like, the big hero, and they right. couldn't do that without the Edith network. Right, he's got this whole bit about how like uh no one takes anyone seriously anymore unless they're wearing a cape and shoot lasers well i can do that stuff now with the help of all of you and uh like oh yeah they're not gonna listen to to fucking tony stark they're not gonna listen to a teenager they're gonna listen to me and us yeah the bit where he calls out his writer who's like you who wrote this whole insane story about an interdimensional warrior who fights aliens, name who who travels to this world, which is apparently what people are believing nowadays, <laughs> got me really good. The script you wrote was stupid and made no sense, but everyone loved it, so what do I know? Which, here's one thing I'll knock on this movie for. The whole Mysterio bit is that... Boy, these movies are really stupid, but everyone's fucking lapping them up anyway, so if you want to be taken seriously, you gotta make a superhero movie. That sucks. Which would be fun if it was like, this is the last one and we're gonna stop, but you don't really get to make fun of the thing you're doing and then keep doing it with no change. I, um, I do really love that Mysterio's superpower is he has all of the, uh, might and focus of the, uh, ILM special effects team at his disposal. Right, yeah, it rules that it's just an entire special effects team. Like, he's even just wearing straight up a mocap suit. Like, it's yeah. great. Ah, uh, it's very good. Also, the Mysterio outfit, like, the fake one that they have, that's a really good, like, way, uh, like, I love that redesign of Mysterio for, it's still, like, they kept the fucking fishbowl helmet, they kept the cape, like, it looks great. That's what, I think that is one of my favorite, like, MCU redesigns. Yeah, I'll say, I, everything y'all have said about this movie, like, criticism-wise, totally fair. I basically agree with all of it. Um, this scene and the Mysterio fight coming up, those two scenes are good enough that, like, those are better than anything in most of these movies, so I'm gonna give it a bit of a pass. I agree the Mysterio fight whips ass, but I will not, like, I, I cannot ride with you here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Peter goes back to the uh, hotel, and he meets up with MJ, and they have kind of a little sweet, awkward scene, because they're both awkward nerds. It was cute. I liked yeah. how um, super nervous, eager MJ was yeah. during, like, when he's like, so what do you want to do? And he's like, she's just like, uh, I don't know, anything. What do you, uh, we can do whatever. Let's just go. Like, yeah. it, it was really cute. I You were mentioning Zendaya does a good job, and I agree. I think one thing she does really good in this movie that is maybe, like, easy to overlook is that she's very, it's super obvious that she's into Peter, but in a way that, of course, it wouldn't be obvious to a nervous teen boy. Yep. Yeah, and she, she she, like the way she sort of slowly lets go of her like cool girl acts when she's alone with Peter is really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like how she she says the fact about like, you know, they oh they would drown people here, blah blah blah. And it's silent and she's like, yeah, oh sorry, I didn't like it was cute. Like yeah. this whole scene was really cute. Right, but then she assumes that he's out here not to uh like 
confess his love or whatever, but to admit that he's Spider-Man because she's figured out that he's Spider-Man. And I just look at me like, yeah, it's not actually that hard if you're paying any attention. You disappear like five minutes before Spider-Man shows up every fucking time, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Um, And then she gives him the the projector, which um, triggers... And the Peter realizes he made an uh oh. Yeah, he realizes Mysterio's trick. Fuck you. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> um, I really like the a really good bit from Tom Holland because like during the whole bit he's like, um, no, no, I'm I, I'm not Spider Man. I'm not no no I'm not me Spider Man no. And then after the the illusion and he realizes it, he just slowly turns around to her and goes, um, I am Spider-Man? We have to go. Right, I fucked up real bad. And yeah. Like, reaction, like, was... Wait, are you kidding? Because I was only like 60% on this. Yeah. Uh, it turns out Tom Holland and uh, Zendaya, pretty fucking good actors. Good actors, like them. Uh, but yeah, they run back to the hotel. He's got to gear up and head to Berlin to meet up with Nick Fury and warn him about Mysterio. This part of the movie rules. This part is good. Well, other than one scene. I, b- I bet I know the one. It's uh, It cuts to Mysterio, and I like the beginning of this scene where they're like, I love seeing them in like their workshop just like slowly punching up the fight they've choreographed. That's great. I love that. The box of scraps guy is like half paying attention. He's just like, oh, you want double it? You want me to du- double it? Put it in? Okay, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And like, the, but like you can tell that like everyone is like interested in this work and they're like high-fiving each other when like they get the scene right. It's great. But then of course Mysterio, because he's the bad guy, has to go crazy and start using the drones to threaten to kill them because yep. they he realizes they lost a projector. I hate that. Fuck that. Get that bit out of the movie. The fun thing about this villain is the way that the production team is all like good friends and dedicated co-workers that all believe in this project together. And it ruins it when he starts threatening them. Yeah, because it, it doesn't seem like they're getting much out of it materially that they couldn't do better elsewhere. They right. The only reason they would do this is if, is if they genuinely want to make the world's greatest superhero. Right. And it just uh, the, the box of scraps guy didn't it didn't occur to him that losing a projector means that someone somewhere might have some evidence against them uh yeah it, yeah i just hate that he pulls the guns on them it's like i think mysterio is a fantastic villain for 99 percent of this movie and that one like 30 second chunk really hurts him and then i mean like the 30 second chunk devolves into the, the final act of the movie not even really though because he doesn't keep like yeah i guess he wants to murder children and you know that's bad but like and the and they say, like, well, they, they to be fair, they do say in the scene um, where he he says, like, you know, crank it up, double the, the firepower. And they're like, that's going to cause a lot of casualties. And like, yeah, we need a lot of casualties. It's an Avengers level event. I guess they have to have an actual death toll to make it seem real. I was going to say, why can't they just have hologram dead people? But then when no one claims those bodies, that's a problem for them. They just got blipped. It's fine. Um, <laughs> that's true. Uh, they could have just made up a monster that blips people. Um, then we go to the good bit. The really good bit. This part fucking rules. Yeah. This, this is the best might part be, of the movie. This might be my favorite action sequence in this whole franchise. They made the reality stone. They finally made the fucking reality stone now that the reality stone's been destroyed. All you needed was some uh, 16K projectors. Oh, uh, this is what I've wanted them to do for so long. <laughs> the, um... 
the the thing that really Ashley actually messaged me before like we were just chatting and I mentioned I was watching this um she told me um she and she leaked me a video um for a large portion of this the fact that it's 100% CGI isn't like you know shocking but like even the bit where it shows him holding MJ by the throat and like yeah. like getting rid that is all CGI right um which makes which, sense it's it's still like super impressive to me. Yeah, like it it looks fucking fantastic. I think that goes to show you just how much of all of these movies are CGI. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this whole bit is absolutely absurd. Good. Like, yeah, it's just this sh- crazy visual like catastrophe. Is like Spider every time Spider Man like goes through a door frame, he's in a different world. I and like rules. they do the they like do fake outs on like oh he's in the real world no he's not like four different times so like by the end of it you're left going like what the fuck is he is, is this real what is it uh yeah it, and then it turns into yeah it seems like it's out of the the illusion world because Nick Fury shot uh, Mysterio and uh, he's like all right we need to make sure we're protecting anybody who might know this information give us a list and Spider Man tells him that his friends might know and then we find out Nick Fury has never been here the entire time and like it's been a Mysterio illusion from the beginning of the scene when Nick Fury picked him up at the airport that rules the bit that I like the most which it's just a very little detail um is there's a bit when he's like tumbling through like like crashing and bumping it there's a bit where he like leaps out of a window and the shot is framed like he's gonna be falling for a really long time yeah and then he just slams like hard in like landing the wrong way onto the ground um, because, you know, the, it was an illusion that the floor was actually much closer than it looked, and it just looks like it fucking hurt. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Fantastic sequence. If they looked this good all the time, I'd be so much nicer to these movies. And then he gets hit by a fucking train at the end. Movies fucking love the, like, sudden out-of-frame vehicle, huh? Bus slash train, yeah, yeah. That's That maybe dings it slightly that it uses that shot that every movie ever uses, but I'll forgive it. Then we get a bit where uh, it seems like it was funded by the Dutch Tourism Department. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> really? Yeah! The train that Peter got hit by carries him all the way to the Netherlands, where everyone is extremely nice to him. <laughs> right. Which is a funny bit, even though, yes, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think it would, like, the the bit that makes me go, okay, maybe tone it down, is that he wakes up in prison, and he pops the lock on the prison, walks out, and then the the people in the jail just politely shut the door, and the guy, like, goes like, are you guys okay? Yeah, I agree. That's putting a little bit too much on it, yeah. But otherwise, it's a funny joke, and I enjoy it. It is, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he contacts Happy, who comes to pick him up in a jet... And, um, then the movie, the movie was so good, just, just minutes ago. This is where, like, if, if it didn't do this bit, I would probably have a warmer opinion of this movie. This is where it just really starts to plummet for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, cause this is where all of a sudden we learn that actually, even though he's never talked about it at one time, Peter has been harboring intense feelings of sorrow and grief over the loss of Tony Stark. Hey, he was, um, he cried in Endgame and had to be shoved out of the way by Tony's actual real wife. Um, and then, uh, and then he cried looking at, uh, he, he got real sad face looking at a cool mural of Iron Man earlier in this movie. I guess. It's just, it, I do not believe that, like, watching him in the first half of the movie, there's no scene that makes me think, oh, yeah, 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 he's playing, like, he's really just interested in, like, hanging out with Ned and, and dating MJ, but deep down, he's torn up about Tony. No, he's 
fucking not. He doesn't give a shit until now when he very deeply does. I would think the part where people at the reporters ask him, who's going to be next Iron Man? Is it going to be you? And then he like has a little panic attack and goes up to the roof. That feels like it's more about him stressing out about the responsibility than about losing his friend and mentor, though. Um, there's a, there's another brief bit where he's on the plane trying to find something to watch while Martin Starr is, like, snoring on him, um, and the first video movie that pops up, um, is a fucking Iron Man documentary, and right. he just goes, like, ugh, and, like, closes yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think what they were going for is that it's really eating at him, but he's, like, not letting himself, like, give in to that show grief, because he's yeah. got other stuff to focus on, and then this is the scene where he, like, breaks down over it, but it doesn't work. Um, but then, yeah, he gets a pep talk from Happy, and he decides he is gonna be the next Iron Man, and he's gonna go Iron Man himself up in his spider suit. Yeah, he's wearing the same shirt that Iron Man wears in Iron Man 3, and he puts his hand in the hologram like Iron Man does in Iron Man, and he he's Iron Man. Right, and Happy smiles at him like, ah, this kid's gonna be alright, he is Tony Stark after all. This sucks. <sighs> and he puts on Back so in bad. Black by ACDC. Oh like my god, I forgot likes. they played fucking it's Back so- in that's Black. That's the part where I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> The bit, like, you know what would have, like, helped this scene is if he turned it on and then Peter went like, oh, um, no, I don't, I don't like this. And he, like, put on something else. Put on some 100 Gex. Okay, not that. No, Peter should listen to 100 Gex. Peter would, okay, I am, I'm showing my bias. Peter would listen to 100 Gex. Zoe would not listen to 100 Gex. I heard one 100 Gex song. It was good. It was like techno ska. I liked it. It, the 100 Gex songs I have tried sounded like, um, a VCR dying. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he becomes the true Tony Stark in the worst part of the movie. <laughs> and, uh, it sucks. Has to go to London, which he knows they're in London because of uh, Flash's live Have we talked about Flash one time this whole time? He, no, he's a one-note gag. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. And then they try and do, like, a weird, weirdly mean gag at the end of the movie with right. him. Right, yeah. They, he's a punching bag of the movie the whole time, uh, at least once, literally, and then at the end they're like, oh, and by the way, his parents don't love him. You know what movie that dude who plays Flash is real good in? Fucking huh. Grand Budapest Hotel. Huh, I have not seen he, that movie. He deserves... Oh, you should. It's my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Um, But he deserves better than this. He's a good actor. Yeah. Maybe in Spider-Man 3, he'll go to Vietnam and become Venom. Is that... I mean... Yeah, is that Flash Thompson's deal in the comics? I know he, like, has a deal. He becomes Venom. Okay. Um, He... Yeah, he did... He went... Uh, originally, it was Vietnam, and then, you know, time scale, it got gradually shifted. Sure, sure, sure. Man, fuck, what if he meets Tom Hardy in Spider-Man 3? And becomes, like, Venom Jr.? They're doing all the, like, the movie universe crossovers? What if Tom Hardy... Hardy crosses over and gives him a Venom suit. I would love it. <laughs> you know what's sick about America is that because we're always at war, you can just shift the war to a different war, and it's basically the same thing. Crystal, are you familiar with the uh, Cien Kong War retcon? The, uh, excuse me? <laughs> so, they did a History of the Marvel Universe miniseries um, written by Mark Wade, art uh, by Javier Rodriguez, um, like a year or two ago. That basically was a giant Wikipedia article in comic book form with very pretty art. Um, and it established the new timeline and established that in the Marvel Universe, parallel to the Vietnam War, there was another war in the fictional nation of Cien Kong. <laughs> Um, fighting against the Mandarin. Uh-huh. Um, 
all of the Marvel heroes who fought in Vietnam fought in the Sien Kong War instead. Oh, I see. It was a little, I, I'm guessing that form might have been uh, the bad guys were just really bad and the heroes didn't do anything bad. Exactly, correct. Do they know that they don't have to keep having like racist caricature villains from the 60s? Uh, the Mandarin has actually turned into kind of a rad villain. Okay. Um, and also I'm, I, he's, I'm interested in seeing what they do with him and Shang-Chi in the MCU, but, um, but regardless, the fact, like, just the, the fucking guts it takes to go, well, we want the aesthetics of Vietnam, but we don't want the, the baggage. Yeah, that's, that's, <sighs> that's something. Yep. It also lasted much longer, so, like, they can have the, oh, yeah, Reed Richards fought in that. No, he's not fucking 60. Anyway, we're basically at the climax at this point, right? Mysterio's here, he's fighting, they've all fused together like the Power Rangers or Voltron. Uh, another joke that makes me laugh is the teachers keep falling for the same trick where one of Nick Fury's guys upgrades them to be in the city that they need to be. Yeah. The first time they did that really got me, because they really focused on Dimitri's face as he escorts Peter out, and then it cuts to, like, all the students going to the bus and it pans over to dimitri standing there with the sign yeah yeah but yeah uh this fight scene's fine the the whole climate like as far as marvel cgi bullshit climaxes go it's one of the better ones i guess i um i it's yeah it's fine like i i don't dislike it i like the sequence at the very end of it when um peter shuts his eyes and just relies on the spider sense i think that bit is really cool yeah um i like that what does that represent yeah see that's that's my biggest issue with this movie is i don't and in addition to all the problems with like loving tony i don't think it's got a great like thematic arc no because like like they didn't do the legwork to show, like, you know, oh, he's accepting that he is Spider-Man on his terms or something. Well, what it should be, because especially, like, after the fight scene, he's going to have this, like, little monologue about, like, you know, I've had to live with a lot of lies, and now I, I know that, like, you know, we got to confront the truth. And, like, it's a, like, they reverse on you because actually it's about Aunt May and Happy. But, like, that hit me, like, oh, this should be what this movie's about. Because it's, like, Spider-Man's whole thing is always, like... Ah, I want to have, like, a normal life, but I gotta keep lying to all my loved ones to be Spider-Man, and that sucks. And, like, that should be contrasted with Mysterio, who is a con artist. And it should be, like, Peter learning, no, I don't want to be that guy. And, like, honestly, I know that I am literally a hero, but I'm kind of more like Mysterio than I want to admit, and I want to start being, like, honest with people. And then the stinger of this movie would hit all the better, because, like, hey, if that's what you fucking want, that's what you fucking get, bucko. Look at the consequences of it, as opposed to just being a weird swerve at the end. No, I think I think there is a clear thematic through line. When he talks about, you know, when he says, when Edith says, all illusions have been dispelled, all that stuff about deception at the end, is talking about Mysterio deception that he should maybe stop being spider-man and focus on his own life yeah no you're right that is that is the thing it's it's about him learning that yeah he should be the powerful man with the power and that he is ready yeah Yeah, that's why his spider sense works now because before he was he was downing himself now he's learned he is the next iron man right now now he's embraced his identity and that means he should have uh the singular um power over who lives and who dies of everyone on earth i'm telling you every time someone says a movie doesn't have themes it does they're just awful yeah you're right (laughs) yeah i this does have themes it's just they're all the stank i guess what i say it doesn't have a strong thematic arc what i mean is like well obviously they don't want to say that because i assume that not every single screenwriter in on earth is a psychopath but that is what they said. So, like, I can say, like, you're calling that a success of, like, 
bad faith writing, whereas I'm calling it a failure of good faith writing, but really we're saying the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, he has a big punch-up with the monsters, um, and beats Mysterio. Why does Mysterio die? I, did I, like, look away? What kills him? He, um, so Edith warns him, like, hey, you're in the blast zone, so, like, not all of the drones are firing, and he goes, no, 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 sh- turn that shit off. Right, but that's fake! He, like, pretend, like, makes it look like he gets shot, but then actually he's standing next to Peter. So he does actually get shot, he just oh. swaps out, like, that, like, he he's still shot, he just makes an illusion copy so he can try to kill Peter before he bleeds out. Okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, day is saved, he's, he's stopped Mysterio, everything's good, he, he is the hard man now, uh, whether that's an Iron Man or some other metal. Spider-Man did kill a man in this movie, huh? That man killed himself. Yeah, they actually, I, I went back and, like, made sure the the drone that spins around and actually shoots him um, wasn't, like, Spidey didn't directly touch it. He, like, he, like deflects a bullet, I think, doesn't it? And like, or it's, like, a stray bullet that gets him, like, it ricochets. The, so one of the drones spins around. It okay. gets bumped into by another drone, and so, like, it spins around and gets him. Okay, we're, we're doing Daredevil rules here, then. Yeah, exactly. If Spidey doesn't do it with his own two hands, it doesn't count. It's manslaughter at worst, and... And it's self-defense. Yeah, just like America. Hell yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Crystal, are you saying America is manslaughter? I think America is is Spider-Man and uh, Quentin Beck is like, I don't know, a rival superpower that would get all the power if America stopped being America. I feel like if a man points a gun at me and I like slap his hand and that twists his wrist in a weird way so that he shoots himself, I I don't know that I killed him. And if I did, I don't really feel bad about it. That's fair enough. Yeah, no, I'm, like, I'm, Spidey is, like, up there with Superman for me as far as, like, do not kill. Uh-huh. Um, like, the, uh, that being, like, a very integral part of the character for me. He kills, like, the mugger that kills Ben, doesn't he? Or he does in the Raimi movie, I don't know if that's a normal thing. Yeah, he, he normally doesn't kill them, he just, like, strings them up. He, he beats the crap out of them, but then realizes, like, wait, I can't do that. Right, where I think, I, it's been a while since I've seen the Raimi movie, but doesn't he, like, kill him and then be, like, horrified at what he's done? I don't think he kills him, I think he just, like, really fucks him up and then, like, just before he does, is like, wait, I can't be that person. Uncle Ben would be ashamed of me. Or maybe it's something like he scares him into falling off a ledge or something. Yeah, I think that's it. It's an indirect kill. Same as this. So, like, I think anything where Spidey kills directly is, like, bad. That is, you you have fucked up writing the character unless... Like, it is, like, in Elseworlds or something, that's fine. Like, explore that. Um, but uh, in this, I think the fact that Quentin specifically turned off the safety measures himself. Yeah. And that Spidey doesn't directly, like, he doesn't spin the drone around. Another, a drone bumps into it and causes it to happen. Yeah, he's fine. Does Spider-Man kill any dogs in the Avengers movies? Um, yeah, he kills the Outriders, Thanos's um, uh, weird crawly boys. He turns on instant kill mode and, like, kills, like, dozens of them. So dog murder's okay. Yeah, dog murder's fine. <laughs> Great, good to know. Uh, but yeah, happy ending, everything's good, him and MJ are dating now, uh, Aunt May and Happy are not dating anymore because she was like, eh, no, I'm done, I'm done fucking you. Um, I love the, so, like, the thing that kills me is they do what I want from these movies in the last five minutes. The bit where it's just Spidey swinging around the city, like, checking his phone, having fun, being Spider-Man. The part where it looks like the, the, the PlayStation game. Yeah, that's what I want. 
I want that shit. Like, yeah, it's been done before, but guess what? It's also good as hell. Right. And um, and then paired with that, I love at the very end when he takes MJ swinging and she hates it. Yes. It's that is genuinely super funny. Like her yep. just screaming. Yep. And then it gets to the mid credit stinger that reveals that before he died, Mysterio. Uh, he's a really fast video editor. Yeah. I guess it was just all the raw footage and the the scraps guy did it. Uh, But yeah, he puts together a thing that makes it look like actually Spider-Man didn't destroy the illusion monster. Mysterio managed to banish it to its home dimension. And then Spider-Man went berserk and tried to kill him. Saying that he's going to be the next Iron Man. Right. And then at the very end, he leaks to the entire world that Spider-Man's name is Peter Parker. And with a complete with a picture. Well, he says Peter Parker, and then it smash cuts to J.K. Simmons being like, yeah, Spider-Man's a menace. And uh, I I like them just throwing up their hands and admitting that they're not going to find an actor better than J.K. Simmons to do J. Jonah. I think, I think, like, people are already saying, so, like, this is what proves the multiverse. Like, this is the, I'm like, no, it's just this. Oh, I hope that's not what it is. I genuinely don't. I think it's just fucking. This is Jake. This is Jay Jonah Jameson in the MCU. It's Here's just, what I want it to be. I want it to be the reverse of that, which we see all the other universes, and it's just always J.K. Simmons. Every other actor is different, but he's a constant. He is the multiversal constant. <laughs> yeah. For no special reason, it's just a weird quirk. Yeah, then there's the one universe where it's nothing but J.K. Simmons. Oh, no. Yeah. Enter the Simmons verse. <laughs> Crystal, how do you feel about J. Jonah Jameson's appearance here in the MC? It's it's fine as it is. It felt maybe a little uh, fan servicey to me in a bad way. Sure, yeah. It's also weird that he's like MCU Infowars. Yeah, he is fucking Alex Jones now, which I guess kind of like I see how you get there. I mean, that's what he is in the the PS4 game, also. That's true. That's true. I like that in the Raimi movies, he's a piece of shit, but he has, like, journalistic integrity to the point where he will not give Green Goblin the name, like, Peter Parker's name. Yeah, I, I do prefer when JJJ is, like, a genuinely good journalist who just hates Spider-Man because Spider-Man sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's key to the character, like, if you're going more in-depth with him. Right, but if he's just a side thing... Yeah, then it's it's fine. Yeah, but yeah, go for the broad strokes. It's fine. I do like in Miles Morales, Miles is like, why does Peter listen to this show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he listens to another podcast and Peter only listens to J- Jonah Jameson. What's wrong with him? Um, the, the I did really like also in Miles the bit where they actually go crashing through his studio. That was very cute. Mm-hmm. Did he say, bitch, you live like this? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> also, uh, Max Goof was there. Right. And then you get the post credit stinger that uh, this has not been Maria Hill and Nick Fury the whole time. It's actually been Scrolls. Yeah, it's Talos and his wife, whose yeah. name I forget. I like their, their little argument, but like, you have to call him Talos. It's like, ah, uh, it'd be really embarrassing, though. Do I have to? It's like, ah, uh, okay, fine. This is really embarrassing that me, a shapeshifter, fell for this specific bit. Yeah. Um, I think Ben Mendelsohn as Talos is such a fucking great casting. He's so much I fun. I love him. Yeah, I agree. He And it's such a, like, I remember when they announced he was playing a scroll, I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's who you get to play, like, the villainous shapeshifting alien. And that he's just, like, this total fucking goober. Yeah, but that's that's a Spider-Man Far From Home. A movie that I weirdly like more than anyone else on this show for a change. What grade would you give it, Luke? 
it's somewhere in the B range, because I do agree. I agree with all the shit you're saying. It's just the things this movie does right work for me enough that I'm, I feel softer about it than I do about most of these movies. I'm going to say B minus. B minus. It's a good movie that could have been a great movie if they um, didn't love power at Marvel Studios. Is it better or worse than Spider-Man Homecoming? I think better. Zoe, how about you? Um, I think it is, I would put it on par with it, like an FX movie. I would watch this movie on a Saturday if I was lazy and not didn't have anything better to do. So that's a C. C. Far down from the A- that Homecoming got. Yeah, I love Homecoming. That's one of my favorite. Like, if I had to put a top five MCU, Homecoming would probably be in that. Yeah, see, and I'm like, Homecoming's fine. Tom Holland's good. Um, You know, Vulture's good. The, the scenes with the Vulture and Spider-Man are good, but other than that, meh. It's funny, because, like, we're, we're, it's the exact same, like, e- like I agree with the criticisms of Homecoming, but the strengths of that movie are so much stronger to me that it overcomes them. It's the same thing you feel with this movie. Yeah, 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 totally. I'll give this one a respectable C-, the rom-com parts are pretty good, the Marvel movie parts, not so much. Yeah. I A version of this movie that, again, either understood that Tony Stark sucks ass, or was not an MCU movie and was just a Spider-Man movie, would be better movies yeah agreed anyway first question from turtle ant what are some villains you wish would join the good guys doesn't have to be mcu what mcu villain do you most wish wasn't killed off so they could come back again for me the answer to both of these is whiplash yeah that's where my brain was going Whiplash is a, like, a solid pick. Um, I think they, they realized, they kind of pivoted and realized that they needed to stop killing off bad guys, because, like, the good ones started sticking around, like Vulture and Ghost. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, just because I would like them to get a shot at doing him right how he is in the comics, Ronan. Whew, that's a choice. He he sucks in the movie. Like, I'm not going to defend Ronan in fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. He's terrible. I would like them to have the opportunity to do him. He's a great, very interesting character in the comics. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. You're talking about the accuser. Yeah. I thought you were talking about when Hawkeye Hawkeye goes rogue. No, he's alive. (laughs) He didn't die. (laughs) That persona died. He has a TV show coming out. This year. Fuck. Ugh. The funny thing is they did bring back Ronan and he sucked again. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but he was only he was only in like that one scene, wasn't he? He like yeah. just said like fire all missiles or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and he sucked. Yep. Like he might as well have been some random Cree guy. Yeah, he really I don't know why they brought him back. That that's like one of the most obs- like like blatant like we're just flexing our continuity. Yeah, that was just yeah, that's exactly what that is. Um, yeah, Ronan, and then uh, bad guy to be a good guy, um, I think Vulture would be really interesting on a Thunderbolts team. Hell yeah. Didn't the end of Homecoming, like, have Vulture in prison, implying, like, oh, he'll be back? Yeah, he's in prison, and he, um, he wouldn't sell out Spider-Man. He, he refused to give up Peter's, Right, um, but uh, it, it's yeah. been a while. Don't they, like, imply that, like, oh, maybe this is the start of the Sinister Six? They, the, he, ru- he runs into Scorpion, but that's about it. Right, right, right. I would like to see Michael Mando as a Scorpion again. Michael Mando's a very good actor. Yeah, sure. He is. And I think Scorpion is specifically the kind of like just very unhinged, brutal villain that he could actually have a lot of fun with. Right. Chris asks, do you think we've heard Tom Holland say Mr. Stark for the last time? God willing. No. Uh, no. No. He's definitely going, he's going to say that in Spider-Man. He's going to say that to fucking Doctor Strange. Tony will be in Spider-Man 3. I will bet money on that. Stop it. How much you want to bet? 10 bucks. 
done. It's fucking on on the record right here. I I bet he will not. When now I want to see physically like Robert Downey Jr. in that film and not old footage. Yeah, not archival footage. New Robert Downey Jr. footage. Yes. Agreed. Okay. All right. I I will take that bet. I am betting you ten bucks. He does not appear in that film. All right. Ten bucks. We'll decide that this December. Fuck. Every time you keep doing that, I'm not ready for it. Uh, Mallory asks, what suspiciously specific military technology will appear in Spider-Man's arsenal next time? Uh, the, the fucking, uh, big dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be whatever the fucking army needs you to stop complaining about. Oh, they could totally make a cute little big dog and be like, look, just like the dogs we have. Yeah, it'll just be a spider, yeah. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell spider. Squall asks, after spending this whole film doing one last salute to billionaire war criminal Tony Stark, does the next film get to have Pete dealing with an issue that isn't relatively low-stakes cleanup of a problem Tony created? Yeah, it's gonna be the multiverse. Yeah, multiverse. It'll be every Tony in every universe has created a problem. Well, yeah, because the multiverse opened because of Tony doing the snap, so it's his fault. Right, right. Uh, Solisps asks, what's the farthest y'all have ever been from home? Travel destinations you'd like to visit someday? Favorite obscure spider hero? And any embarrassing high school romance stories? I have not been super far from home. I think the furthest I've been is, like, Alaska. That's that's pretty far. Sure. I mean, that's further than mine. Mine is, um, uh, New York. Okay, okay. I think my furthest is... Israel? Okay. I mean, that's further than us. How was how, how Israel? I was, like, three, so I don't remember much. Fair enough! What was the second... Uh, travel destinations you'd like to visit someday. I want to go to Tokyo. Seems fun. That'd be cool. Yeah, Sam. Yeah. I'm gonna do weeb shit in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's def- it's the most cliche answer in the world, but I just, I want to go to Tokyo, I want to go to the Super Potato, I want to go to the robot restaurant, like, fucking have fun. Yeah. Seems cool. Yeah, I want to go to the fucking Kirby Cafe, which I think is open yeah. again, right? I know it was closed for a long time. I want to go to the Pokemon Center. Yeah, yeah. Go to the fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure theme bar. Favorite obscure spider hero? Obscure? I, I don't read comics. This is, I mean, like, my answer is Spiders, man, because that's a funny joke. That's all I got. It is a it is a funny joke. Um, I like... God, there's a lot. I'm trying to think. Crystal, do you have one? Quentin Brooks. Fuck you. <laughs> I kept, I kept I kept thinking they said Quentin Brooks in this movie because <laughs> Quentin Beck. Yeah, it is close. Um, I I guess um I like Arana. Um, she was Spider Girl for a while. Um, and then just Arana. Um, she um she's a Latina teenager who got started in kind of the when Marvel was chasing the manga dragon a bit in the early two thousands. Um, but has since kind of turned into a pretty cool character on her own. She's got a cool outfit. Seems nice. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not like in love with her, but I've read some books with her in it and she's, she's cool. Any embarrassing high school romance stories? Boy, yeah. Probably. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I can, I can go first. I got one right off the dome. Um, my, uh, (laughs) so my high school girlfriend, um, was super straight edge and, um, and super Christian and also a total hipster. Um, and I was none of those. Okay. But I liked having a girlfriend and she was nice and, you know, so we stuck together for fucking like two and a half years. Um, we never ended up doing anything, um, too overtly sexual because she wasn't down with it. Uh Uh, but you know, we made out and we may have, uh, dry humped over clothing. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's, mm, uh, (laughs) she called me in a panic one night because she thought I got her pregnant through the dry humping. 
no. Oh, no. And I had <laughs> I had to buy a pregnancy test for her. No. Yeah. <laughs> and you said, you said dry humping. Uh-huh. Was it even like a one in a million chance she was right? We were both wearing jeans, denim jeans. Sure. With um with unders wear. Right. And um no, okay. no, definitely not. Okay. Um, and I like the like bless her. I I get being that's something to be scared about. Sure. Like, you know, that's that's a fear. But also like I was just like right. No, I oh this is how I'm gonna buy my first. Pre- okay. <laughs> and that was uh that was the story of a relationship that lasted two and a half years. Was it a case of you knew full well there was no chance, or were you also worried? I knew full well, and I was just trying to humor her and sure. like make sure that she like you know like she had proof tangible proof sure sure Oof. yeah i mean i've told the dumb zorro story on a different podcast i don't know if i have any other good ones like i was talking today about the, my first date was to see charlie in the chocolate factory yeah you wanted to see the oompa loompas <laughs> and then uh our second one was war of the worlds the fucking tom cruise one and for a long time i insisted that we saw war of the worlds first and my girlfriend got weirdly upset that i didn't trust her that it was charlie in the chocolate factory oh no <laughs> she like got me a dvd copy of charlie in the chocolate factory as an anniversary gift <laughs> like, to whoa come <laughs> yeah and i was like i'm i'm pretty sure we saw war of the worlds first but okay <laughs> I didn't date anyone in high school, so I don't have any stories. Yeah. Do you? I have. I have another fun one. If yeah, you if you want. want to tell too. Okay. Um, this is when we broke up. Same girlfriend. Yeah. Um, uh, I drove to her house, and like she came out to my car, and I live in Oklahoma, and it was summer, so it was fucking 120 degrees. It, it wasn't that hot, but it was over 100. Um, and we broke up, and we both cried a whole lot, and it was very emotional because you know it had been two and a half years. Um, she leaves my car, and I go to turn turn on the car and it does not start oh no um no. <laughs> and oh, i started no. turning more and more and it would not start um and so she notices that i am not leaving and comes out and like she's still crying um and i say my car isn't starting <laughs> and um she says okay i'm gonna go get my dad and he'll help no. and I was just like, Fuck. <laughs> oh her no. dad her dad helped by coming out and sitting on the porch in the rocket chair drinking iced tea watching me. <laughs> um, so I realized after about 20 minutes of watching him, I realized, oh, he's not helping. Um, and so I called, you know, AAA because I had it from my dad's insurance. And um, and I had to wait like an hour. Oh, and did he just sit and watch you the whole time? Yep. Oh. Uh, not the whole time. He left after like 45 minutes. But... <laughs> Um, during this, a mutual friend arrived, and she came, like, by the car, and she, like, she wasn't upset. It, like, I, we didn't break up because, like, I, like, cheated or anything. We just sure, broke sure, up because sure, sure. I wanted to end the relationship. Sure. Um, and, uh, she just said, look, this is awkward, but I have to ask. I brought her this movie, Would This Make Her Cry More? And it was a movie we had just seen. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, you shouldn't bring that in. That will probably make things worse. Oh, boy. And then, finally, (laughs) like, the time, like, it was almost an hour, I just, like, started, like, you know, kind of, like, 
not beating my head, but like shaking the wheel and getting angry. And I forcefully tried to turn the key and it worked and the car turned on. Great. Wonderful. Yep. I, <laughs> so I dro- drove yeah, away. <laughs> I broke up with my high school girlfriend over the phone. And then mm. a day or two later, she came to pick up some of her stuff and I hid in my room. My mom gave it to her. Oof. <gasps> Oof. When do you think Tony decided to build a drone network that would let him do targeted assassinations of anyone on Earth? Was before or after Hydra was stopped from launching a helicarrier network that would allow them to do targeted assassinations of anyone on Earth? Which is to say, was Tony specifically inspired by Nazis when he built his drone network, or did his line of thinking simply lead to the exact same plan that the Nazis came up with? Asked Jacob. <laughs> I think Tony's just an American. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I very legitimately think he he didn't pay attention much to the Winter Soldier shit because he wasn't involved in it. Right. And so he just he just came upon the exact same idea on his own. Yeah, that that's my impression also. Like, you think, do you think President Ellis? Uh, dismantled the drone network after that movie. Oh, you're saying it really just got, like, um, uh, fucking... Repurposed? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, embezzled over to Stark Industries? Yeah. It's like, you know, even all the Hydra agents, like, they probably got hired by the CIA or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we we think we tapped that question, Crystal. <laughs> uh, Victor asks, if these movies could stop this Mr. Stark shit for two seconds, who would you like to see play MCU Uncle Ben in a flashback? <laughs> <laughs> the idea of bothering with Uncle Ben at this point is so stupid to me. Oh, no, the, Uncle Ben was in this movie, Luke. Did you not notice? What? Excuse me? They're, so he's not actually in the movie, but they included a subtle nod to him. Um, the initials on... Um, Peter's suitcase or BJP um uh Benjamin I forget his middle name Parker yeah sure that's that's yep. about yeah um Joe Pesci Joe Pesci's what? a good he's choice so, but he's so old now he played he's like the same age as Marissa Tomei they like play husband and wife in my cousin Vinny I think he's older no I think he's older than Marissa Tomei by like he's 78 years old how old is Marissa Tomei not 78 <laughs> Probably not 78, but, like, how old is she? She's 56. Oh, she's younger than I thought she was. Okay. Yeah, that is a 22-year difference. All right. I I still think they should reunite from My Cousin Vinny. I mean, I agree, because My Cousin Vinny is a fucking American classic. God, imagine Joe Pesci saying, with great power comes great responsibility. Fuck. Uh, The first one I leapt to was John Goodman, just because I love him as Pops Racer and Speed Racer. Yeah, I think John Goodman's a fun pick. Um... I really think the the fucking um, Andrew Garfield movies really... Martin Sheen is a good fucking pick. Yeah, that makes sense. I've not seen those movies, but Martin Sheen makes sense as a choice there. But also old. Like, we're picking, like, old, like, elderly men. Um, I don't know, man. Fucking... Uh, Jim Carrey. There. Yeah, huh. Hmm. No. I just... I literally was just looking at my Blu-ray shelf and saw The Truman Show, and that was why. Yeah, J- Jim Carrey's the wrong choice there. Liam Neeson. No. Maybe. Channing Tatum. Oh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum is definitely too young, but also would be really funny. He's got to be like 40 at the most, right? He's exactly 40. Hell yeah. Uh, Escape Goat asks, if you were forced to fight off several killer drones inside the museum, what exhibit would you vandalize in order to protect yourself? Hmm. This is talking about the part where the drones killed all the knights while the kids were hiding. Sure. Uh, The the gun museum. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they really, they had the best museum because it was just like, it wasn't a museum. It was the royal vault. 
Like fuck also, yeah, like, fuck up all the is that, shit. Like w- would that like would they just keep the fucking vault with the crown jewels just wide open like that? I sure wouldn't think so. Like I'm sure they have it like that, you know, for tourists. But the second shit starts happening in London, you would imagine that goes on lockdown. You would assume that's the point of it being a uh, vault. A vault, yeah. Yeah, like the Thomas Jefferson Museum, like any like memorial museum to a real piece of shit from history. You know what I mean? I think dinosaurs, because I think it's fun to make the dinosaur bones fall in video games. You, you piece of shit. Okay, but Zoe, what if when the bullets hit the bones, they like played xylophone sounds? Okay, move it to like the section where there's like whale skeletons, and I'm in. Final question from Lexi: How do you feel about all of Spider-Man's MCU appearances taking place outside of New York? Are you cool with this version of him being less tied directly to the city, or does it change the experience of the character for you? Homecoming's mostly New York, other than, like, the bit where they go to D.C. for a bit. But yeah, like, the majority of that movie is in New York. Yeah, but he's in four other movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I feel like I I get the impulse to want to do that, because we had, before this, we had five movies where he was exclusively in New York. Yeah. Oh, and here's the thing. Honestly, my ideal Spider-Man thing would be a TV series, and it would just be, like, that, that way you can get away with, like, every episode is a low stakes kind of fight and like yeah because when he goes big he does go outside of new york in the comics and stuff you know he'll go into space or whatever but the day-to-day spider-man stuff is what people like about spider-man and the movies are not going to highlight that as much i i think him leaving i think homecoming executes it best yeah um like i like the the dc trip like it's a small enough section of the movie it's fun that they treat it like he's outside of his element and then um i mean he's barely in endgame infinity war he's mostly in space which is fun yeah this is one thing i was thinking of when i was watching this movie is you know they talk about like oh that must be spider-man oh it's it's this european knockoff night monkey and that did hit me as huh other than Black Panther, every single hero in this universe is American, huh? Welcome to Marvel. <laughs> sure, but it is also one of those, like, subtler ways where this is... Oh, boy, this is just all nationalist propaganda, huh? Because we're the only country that makes superheroes. There, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, Britain has some, but they're all weird. Sure. Well, Black Widow is Russian, but she makes sure that tells you that Russia is evil and she works for the good guys now. All the time, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's American. She's, yeah. I was gonna say, like, Bucky is, like, kind of, sort of Russian, but not really. He's not, no, he's not Russian. He's just, like, a fucking dude who lived in Japan, who lives in Japan for, like, 20 years, and so he's just like, really, I understand the culture. Well, he was brainwashed by evil Russians for decades. That's why he can speak Russian. Yeah, so he's the same as a weeaboo. I don't think watching, well, maybe watching anime is the same as being brainwashed by evil <laughs> Russians. I think it is. If you want to send in more thoughts about these movies, you can send it to mcucompleteme at gmail.com. You can check the list at bit.ly slash marvelgpa. Uh, Zoe, you got something to plug? Yeah, um, I, my, my Twitter, um, it's at blankzilla. Um, I write, as we talked about up top um i write comics criticism um and feature writing for various sites i already listed them so i'm not going to list them again um but they're all cool um you should read them um they're not just like this is what happened in this issue like they're actual reviews they're very good Oh, thank you. Um, and also, I'm gonna plug. I'm not sure. Have you have you two heard of this um, podcast? Um, Idolon Playtest Pop. Um, 
It's um it's a it's an actual play podcast um inspired by um uh things such as JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and uh Persona um featuring um it's one of two shows and the one I am on uh, features an, a weird cast of um of college age kids and their professor uh well I don't know if it features those people anymore uh featured um in uh well now the bit is ruined thanks Luke. Ah! <laughs> well, fucking listen to Eilon. Chances are, if you listen to this, you probably do. But whatever, it's great. I'm very proud and happy to be a part of that podcast with you two. Yeah, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows I do on Audio Entropy, uh, such as Common Reprisor Forze, where we talk about Common Rider Forze, a good superhero story uh, that like doesn't uh, just kind of white like make fascism seem fun. <laughs> Um, you can also, yeah, Idle on Playtest, I GM the, that game, and, uh, you know, I wrote the game we're playing along with my friend Molly. Uh, uh, I almost called her Sloane Zoe. Uh, basically I already gave the pitch on it. It's good. I like it. We're basically the same person. It's fine. Yeah. What about you, Crystal? Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Arcane Crystal. You can listen to me on the Book of Medora podcast, the show about the Legend of Zelda. I'm on Eilon Pop also, and occasionally Let's Plays will happen. Yeah. Uh, Crystal, we did it. We've done all the MCU movies. That's true. We have done every MCU movie released to date. Right. We're gonna have to come back for Black Widow in a couple months, but for now we're finished, and like... When are you, um, when are you coming back for WandaVision? We'll probably come back to WandaVision at some point. We could do it now. I thought you were, like, going to just adamantly refuse, but you've you've accepted your fate on that one, I've huh? accepted my fate, but we need a fucking break from talking about shitty Marvel bullshit for a while. Fair. So, you know, in fact, we need a break from, like, superheroes entirely and action movies entirely. Uh, we, we just need to switch gears and just do something different for a bit. So next time, me and Crystal are gonna watch the movie that's the namesake of our podcast, Jerry Maguire. What? <laughs> I wasn't aware of this. <laughs> because MCU complete me, Zoe. Oh my god. Crystal, have you ever seen Jerry Maguire? Nope. <laughs> me neither. The only Cameron Crowe film I've seen is Vanilla Sky, and I was five years old, so I didn't know what the fuck was happening. <laughs> I, ha- I have seen Jerry Maguire, and boy, am I excited to see how this turns out. <laughs> We're gonna do, like, other superhero movies after this. I think, Crystal, do you want to do the Raimi Spider-Mans after this? Yeah, the Spider-Man trilogy. You should do the DC Extended Universe. I... That's, like, on the list, but it's near the bottom. Okay, but there's, like, good ones in there now. I don't believe you. Shazam is a fucking great movie. People tell me there's good Marvel movies, and the best ones have two good scenes and then a bunch of fascist bullshit. Oh, in them. you you liked the, you you gave this movie a fucking B. Yeah, because it had two good scenes, like I said. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> you like Hulk? Oh yeah, we want to do Angley's Hulk. Um, I kind of want to just go through all of the Batmans, like because Batman the movie starring Adam West is one of my all-time favorite films. So you're going to enjoy the very beginning of, of that series. Yeah. Yeah, I'll enjoy that. You know, Batman 89's fine. Batman Returns is 
weird. I really like Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, so that'll be fun. I I I wouldn't. I can't call it a good movie because it. Sure ob- you can. Object. Uh, Zoe, no, no, sure no. you can. Uh, no, you don't know the movie. I'm about to say. Uh, I figured it was one of the ones I just said. Go for it. No, it was not. I was going to say I can't call the Dark Knight Rises a good movie. Oh but God, I no, sure you can't. Do- <laughs> I, can. I sure do like I sure do like watching it a whole lot. Hmm. I like Tom Hardy in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker for Tom Hardy in most things. It's true, he's very good. But other than that, eh, not so much. I like that we gave the sign-off, like, fucking ten minutes ago. Ah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, so we're talking Jerry Maguire next time. That'll be fun and stupid. Yeah, send us emails about Jerry Maguire, mcucompleteme at gmail.com. Yeah, Tom Cruise hit smash hit rom-com. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, would you like to close with, a by hearing a funny joke about Spider-Man? Yeah. It comes from uh, upjoke.com slash Spider-Man dash jokes. Oh, God. What do you call Spider-Man when he perks his car? Oh, I know this one. I, I know. I can... Uh, Peter Parker. Finish. Oh, boy. Me and my girlfriend had a moment uh, when we first started dating, basically, where we pulled into a parking lot, and we saw a guy that was like... It didn't look like he was deliberately parked across two spots. It looked like he just lined it up badly. And we both, like, at the same time generated the same joke, which was... Boy, looks like that guy got infected by the Venom symbiote because he's a bad Parker. <laughs> you two can never break up. <laughs> oh, well, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> he's a bad Parker.